You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Ready? Motherfucking. Ow! Yeah! Yelling, I have fucking neighbors. Oh, I'm sorry. I forget you have neighbors. Axe to grind. This is Axe to grind. Yelling. The neighbor podcast. We're going to go around Tom's building and interview every neighbor. Who was the best TV neighbor? uh, Buddy Limbeck. Oh, that's a hard one to beat. Yep. You were a Kimmy Gibbler guy, though. I like Kimmy. What about Boner? Boner's a cool one, but he's 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 oh. bootleg buddy. R.I.P. He is bootleg buddy. <laughs> I would go Schneider because he helped fix their stuff in uh, one day at a time. Okay, very helpful. What about um, who's the neighbor on uh, uh, Home Improvement? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Horace. No, Mister. Uh, it's um, Ron Meld. <laughs> he just puts his face over the yeah. the, the fence. Yeah, he, uh, oh, he, he got a. Uh, a, a sex charge, I think. Yeah, um, he had to stay over there. He was can His face was canceled. His eyes were, uh, were fine. <laughs> was it? He was. He wasn't on the list, was he? Um, Ro- Ronald. What is his name? Harry. Well, Roger. R- Rash- Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Wilson. 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 Okay. His name is William Wilson W. Wilson Jr. Oh, um, played by Earl Hindman. He that- was on two hundred. Wait a minute. Does it say what episode they find lot. out his names on the registry? <laughs> No, that was a that was a two parter. <laughs> he was on two hundred two episodes. Yeah, I hope he got paid. Good for him. He was on more than no, he was not. No, Timothy the Toolman Taylor was on two hundred and four, and he was on two hundred two. He was on <sighs> only two episodes without Wilson. That's wild. I wonder if they, they must the have been on two. vacation. First two. Oh, oh yeah, maybe. They, and they were Pilot like, we need, and, spice, yeah. Yeah, we need to spice this up. A uh, neighbor who just shows his eyes. <laughs> Boom! Two hundred episodes later, hit, and that guy doesn't have to work. Oof. Uh, okay, he definitely is like bathing in residuals. Yes. Yes. Oh, welcome to Axe to Grind. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, the tool man is in the building. Home improvement. More power. <laughs> so, uh, you know what it is—a hardcore podcast. Uh, yeah. Let's hit our sponsors. Who we got today? We got closed casket activity. Oh, C C A. The hard and the heavy. Yo, should I? Am I misguided in characterizing uh, a closed casket as hard and heavy? Because what if he wants to take a heel turn into like putting out jangly indie pop at some point the next year? And I've kind of put this in the. I think you put it well. I do think he's got a broader depth than just hard and heavy. I think he's got a lot going on because the vein record, though hard, lots of influence. It's heavy. It's heavy, but not like it's different. Mm. I think I think there's going to be a lot of different stuff coming out. Um, Twee Pop, I don't think he's going that way. I don't know, man. I mean, he did put out an end of year Segway. That's EP, true. One hundred percent. Is That's the name Twee Segway? The, yeah. the other band was Segway. Japanese Japan. Band. Oh, I thought you like you were riding a Segway. <laughs> <after the party. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the end of your side project band where it was just Patrick riding a Segway around. Like, uh. No, you had to go to the Segway. Oh, well. to, it was a promo. You had to go to the Segway dealership to get the mm-hmm. record. That's pretty. That's you go there, be. you get free test drive, and then, you know. Yo, so, the guy from, that made the Segway die from riding a Segway? Yes, yes he, he fell did, off yeah. a cliff. Right, um, so there was, uh, I believe, a glass jaw pizza record, right? Like yes. that you had to go to the pizza store to get it? Yeah. Uh, or pizza store. A pizza store. <laughs> The pizza store. <laughs> Hold on, let me take hey, off my. You don't a pizza store over there, kid. Uh, let me take off my, I'm taking off my human mask. I'm a lizard. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. The, uh, take me to Italian. your closest pizza store for some <laughs> nutritions. What kind of new Jack Italian are you? Here's the I, new, new I, Italian. Literally yeah. new Italian. I just learned a new year Italian ago. Nutella. Uh, yes. So faccia brutta. I went down a hole on uh, uh, pizza Italy? pizza pizza picture discs. Mm-hmm. Uh, H- Horse the band did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. And. Here's what, but here's what's funny about it. Now, Horse the Band, depending on your your tastes, have a lot to a lot to apologize for. Mm. In their career, they say the only thing that they truly regret is the pizza record, which they say is terrible. And I think that's so funny to be like really that's honest. What you, yeah, <laughs> like to just be like, like because now the story they were always a band that was making up their own mythology. Yes, uh, but they the story was that they left a tour. Obviously, they must have gotten kicked off, or somebody got sick, or whatever. But they said it was to record this pizza EP that they felt inspired to do midway through the tour. Now they, <laughs> they then record this record. Nobody really enjoys it. Yes. And they, they openly say that was a terrible record and a waste of our time and life. And now they can't eat pizza anymore. Now they like they look at pizza. it and they get nauseous. <laughs> they cry. But what uh, about the band? Uh, I think it was, what about your friends? What what about pizza on the cover. I've told you the only Razzle Dazzle did a picture disc, mm-hmm. pizza picture disc. Oh wow, a lot of pizza. And the pizza. LP cover is like a pizza box. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, and the record's called Strictly Saucers because right. it's about working uh, at a pizza parlor. No, it's about only liking food that's round. Oh, that's right. Cool style. God, I'm not giving uh, that era enough credit for how stupid it was. <laughs> that, that that was remarkably stupid era. Yeah, they took it. They had if you ever watched their videos, they did some really ridiculous videos. Wasn't it video. like Beastie Boys light? Sort of, but then it was like but it was like Beastie Boys hanging out on lakes in Michigan. <laughs> with like girls in bikinis <laughs> yeah. and like Seadoos and like you know like it's a fun. It's oh, you got to be careful. I, I've heard three times on Joe Rogan in the last month and a half. Seadoos are canceled. Yeah, that sea that that skidoos are responsible for potentially CTE. So I so guys <laughs> not football. So the, not football. So the guys ski-doos. in in Razzle Dazzle. I want you to go get a scan. Yeah. You can only get the scan at posthumous at the, point, so. <laughs> at, the at the pizza spot at the pizza the so, pizza store store. So uh, let's get into it. Sponsors, me, my turn. I didn't even do mine yet. No, that's true. I cut you, you off. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Just jumping like pizza. <laughs> oh, let's go back. Close casket. You, oh, let me wait, wait, wait. Did, I tell did you ever put out a horse to band record? Did I tell you? Horse. No, he did not. Did I tell you no. about my only horse to band story? I think you just did. Nope. There's more? Nope. They share a practice space or did with Touche Amore. Okay. Uh, at Los Angeles and had it, they might still have it, well after they were like a band Relevant. that played with mm-hmm. any frequency, yeah. right? So I think they would still get together and just jam and be like, well, maybe we'll do it's a right, more Nintendo something. songs. Right. Or whatever so they, uh, Monster Energy paid for a giant, and when I say giant, I mean giant, uh, backdrop for them for some you know, kind of like warp Tour sure. thing, whatever. Yeah. And the only stipulation was that they had to put the Monster Energy logo someplace in it. So there's this massive fucking uh, backdrop uh-huh. that is a Renaissance painting, no Horse the Band logo, what? And the Monster Energy logo small in the corner. 
<laughs> that would 100% be obscured by caps. That's actually kind of brilliant. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All right. Monster Energy, sponsor us. We'll, do, we'll give you the same treatment. Wow. Shout out Monster Energy. But to one of the sponsors we love. Yes. Close not Casket. What you got, Tom? I'm going to say, you know, put in the the promo code extra grind. Yeah, oh, okay. We're jumping the gun here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Say yeah, well, I'm flipping it around a little okay, bit. Okay, no, I like it. Um, I'm saying go for something that was in the um, Mosh Madness. Oh. Mm. I'm going to say go pick up that God's Hate Mass Murder record. Oh, yeah. I like it so much. Mm. Mm. Soccer chance with mosh parts. Yes. That's how Pat, mm. uh, you're right. Mm. Did that sell it at all? Did people like that? I think I don't so. recall. Shout out to Brody King for being. I saw him at the garden. The rest he wrestled God, yeah. at the garden. God amazing. bless. That's cool. That's like really cool. I saw really, him really doing cool. the same thing that the basement guys are doing. They oh, played the Madison Square like, Garden, like, so they bought the, the sweatshirt, yeah. probably like the forty-five dollar. Yeah, I mean, oh, you, you might get a disc. Maybe you get a discount. <laughs> I would hope if you play. I doubt it. What uh, if there's a private merch booth for people who play the garden, uh, where you can buy merch, or maybe you just get one. Maybe they give it to you, like, hey, thanks, kid. That's a doubt class that. move. You think, Mister? You think, Mister. Dolan, Dolan would do that? I don't. Mister. Craft is he giving out? You go to Gillette Stadium, you get a HJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to the garden, you buy in a sweatshirt. Yes, no discount. No discount. Maybe the company uh, bought it for everybody. Who knows? So I kind of, that, were you ever a Dolan man? Did you ever back him at all? No. No. I'm familiar. Maybe his, his father didn't do a terrible job with the team. Because I... I don't mind what he does with the music side at, at, at MSG. He does a pretty good job with the booking. and like He's his, kind his of indefensible now. Yes. I think there was a number of years where you could kind of see both sides. Okay, what do you want, what do you want me to go on? You want me to go, he does a decent job with the Rangers because he yep. gave seated control. Uh, with the Knicks, it's been a shit show... A lot on his shoulders, mm-hmm. though he's redeemed a couple times. His problem was with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Isaiah did bad stuff and bad sports management, mm-hmm. so just don't have him around. He ceded the reins to Donnie Walsh, who he took from the Pacers, whose sole job was to tear the team apart from 2007 to 2010 with the interest of getting the LeBron James lottery. Did you have no hope during the Isaiah years? Um, no, because I, I like Starbury, but that was well into he was not going to be great. Yep. And he made some really bad moves for big men, and he was focused on a brand of basketball that was no longer viable. Okay. So, um, Have you heard JD in the, in the uh, show shot? Mm-hmm. His ba- John, his James Dolan has a band. Oh, yeah. Do you not know this? Oh, this dude. is his true passion in life. Yeah, like this is what he oh, really... Oh, he'll talk about it. Be like, what would you rather be doing, JD in the show shots or running the Knicks? And he's like... Pfft. Fucking kidding me? Give me my fucking saxophone. And here's the here, so he we knows know he can retire, right? Yes. <laughs> we number one, we know some of us know his manager. Oh wow. His music manager only. And of he, course. you know, he owns a garden. Yes. So like when U two plays the garden, he opens for U two. That's not true. One thousand percent true. So he's <laughs> doing the sleazy local. Like promoter. I'll book a show so I can go on before terror. Yes. Yep. But on the Madison Square yes. Garden level, and he also right. like so now I'm playing the Bridgeport Arena tonight with you know fucking Eric Clapton. And yep. how are JD? And he owns the uh, old the Forum in L.A. Right. So um, so what I, what I heard last night from a buddy of mine, yes. um, avid listener Kent Sinclair, mm. my out. buddy from Ohio, now in Chicago, he was saying that the Garden it's one of those deals that it's like, well, oh you want to play the Garden? You don't get to play Staples. You have to play the Forum. Yes. That's yes. how they do it. They force yep. you to. Wow. Because they're really trying to make forum a thing. Yeah. So when there was a the whole thing with, um, well, not the whole thing, with Weinstein, Weinstein. Yes. Yeah. Um, JD and the straight shot 
and not the short shot, the straight, straight shot. shot. I thought yeah. it was the short. Shot. I was calling the short shot too. They have Should've a song called "I Should Have Known." Oh, can I read you, it. Can I read you some lyrics, please? Yeah, this is getting. We'll get weird, back to Donnie though. Wall shortly. We were friends. We were friends. Talked to, talked for hours without end about his latest story, how to deal with fame and glory. All the go- girls who adored him catered to his every whim. Nothing he could lose. All we need to do is choose. I should have known. I should have known. I should have thrown myself across the tracks, stopped him from these vile attacks. I should have known. We believed and didn't see. Through the lies he told us all, they led him to his endless fall. I should have known. I should have known. Um, I should have known. I should have known. And what of the others? In some way, all my brothers, sitting on the very top, could not hear the call to stop. Behind locked doors, the eyes of men who take what don't belong to them. From those who seek the bright and starry, we're threatened with, you will be sorry. Holy fuck. What is more, if you want? JD I, woke as fuck. Um, uh, this is like... That's, oh, no, it's an instrumental break. And then... <laughs> sax part, yeah. Um, wait. So you're telling me that this multi-multi-multi-millionaire mm-hmm. is writing bad hardcore songs? Yeah. Yes. Being like, yo, how to He's yeah. a billionaire, by the way. There's no, there's not a multi. Oh, okay. There's He's a, a buh, buh, no buh billionaire. I mean, he owns the Rangers, the Knicks, and the Garden. And the Forum. And, and the Forum. Several yeah. other v- venues. He's very, uh, he, his music stuff, his, his live promotion stuff is very successful. So if Cable. I, yeah. is he on Twitter? You know how just, hard it is? Knicks tickets, despite the team being terrible, are still fucking expensive as shit. Is there a way to let him know that he, he can retire? There's not like that much riding on him. He well, can I just, don't want him to retire because that means more JD and the straight shot. <laughs> I'll take JD and the straight shots over the Knicks being bad for another decade. Would you take another one of those? Another I should have known. I should have fucking threw myself. I mean, his heart's in the right place. It's just bad hardcore lyrics. Fuck. The last time the Knicks were at least decent, Donnie Walsh tore them down, got their uh, salary cap situation in check, and they had a half decent, half likable team. And since then, it's been bad. And they still lost out on LeBron twice. So Right. So shout out to JD and the straight shot. Yeah, so have him as a guest, maybe. Close casket, you're getting that record. And what are we doing on the other side? Let's talk about... Let's talk about Triple B, my dudes. B-b-b-b-b. So, uh, Triple Beasts B... Beasts of the game. It's truly like the the thousand, what, what, like six-arm punchers of the... Like, you can't stop. There's just... What are you saying? There's like so much happening. There's so, yeah, yeah, there's so much happening. Yeah. Like, you, you're you getting it from all angles with Triple Absolutely. B. Absolutely. Uh, and a lot of a lot of shit that like he does a good job of maintaining a brand yes. while also putting out three knee deep, putting out nudie mag. You know what I mean? Like things that you think are like oh, that's not exactly on brand. You're doing it like ghost main. You know what I mean? He's I'm, so busy. He's got like lists of what's coming out. Like he's like, I have to keep it all organized. Fuck. I know. So I'm going to say this eco strike. Another promise, flexi, is yes. what you should pick up, and I'm saying this in part probably because if you do a if you do enough of an order, your 10% off that you get from mm. uh, I'm just gonna ruin, I'll I'll will ruin the fucking thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't ruin it. I by, did. <laughs> yeah, you added to it. My bad. Thank is you. by putting an uh, extra grind records right to dry as he said <laughs> extra grind and then you spell it out. I bet if you did a big enough order, it would. Cover the cost of this flexi, probably, right? Oh, sure, absolutely. So, get that one in there. Get that one in there. Why the fuck not? Uh, Ego Strike. I've said that their their last record uh, it, it just needed a, a 
tiny bit more of its own fucking spin. Yes. And I think that we are going to get that very soon. And I think that uh, I'm, I don't you know. Feel I, it coming. I, I feel it coming. You know what I mean? Same thing I with Magnitude. Same thing with Magnitude, which which also have a record coming out, yeah? Yes, they do. So the first all order now, yeah. So I'm kind of excited oh, for the bands that I was dismissive of because I think that while that sound that I love that birthed them, I think that we are they're gonna shoot into their own direction. But you're and you're staying on brand because what you've also said over and over is that you like it when bands take you don't like it when bands ape another sound you like it when they evolve and then it's their own sound and yeah. something new so so shout out uh, to that shout out to eco strike shout out to flexies which are, are gar- a garbage product but really fun and better a better use of money and time than regular seven inches at fucking this point. for sure all right you know what today is tell me fucking fun time mailbag let's dive in please been a while been a while it's been a while all right let's go all right so we got hit here. Um, Robert asks, and it's not me. Hey, I've never emailed a podcast before, and I only discovered Axe to Grind around episode 50. So apologies if any of this was talked about in episodes 1 through 49. Come on, Robert. <laughs> well, welcome there. to the club. Glad you're here. Right. Uh, episode 50 starts with Judiciary Song. Uh, long story short, um, uh, do you guys not play? How come you don't play a lot of music? I appreciate the Spotify playlist, but curious why discussion hasn't actually included some of the tracks we didn't discuss. So it's been a while. You've heard another listening party since then. We do them, find them. Uh, Pat, why don't we do a ton of music on the show? Uh, because I have a 2011 laptop and we operate uh, as... so people. We go Econo. People, we definitely yeah, jam, we jam Econo. Econo. <laughs> so for people that... Uh, we've talked about it. There's podcasts that are bigger than ours that happen to sound worse. We don't know how that happens because we operate on kind of a very intentionally portable, intentionally uh, kind of cheap sort of thing here that will change as uh, I'm going to take active strides to kind of upgrade my life. But right now we're shoestring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but you couldn't tell. And that way... Manif- and, no, it sounds good. And the place that that manifests is... Things that are easy for a lot of podcasts are a little taxing for me personally. And so just to pull the curtain back, um, we're two months out. Pat's got a drug church tour coming up. Um, When he gets back, the apartment he's renting in Soho opens up, and that's where the studio equipment's going to be delivered. So give us some time on that um, and go buy a drug church shirt. uh, And more so... loft is going to be great. I know. I can't wait. Well, it's it's cool because we have the three-bedroom. Well, it's the three-bedroom. So we got... You got your room, which is like a a thousand-square-foot master. Yes. And then there's the two guest rooms, one of which we're planning to use as a studio, but also like a lounge. Sure. Kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Where is that? That's right off... That's right off... It's Worcester, right? Worcester Street? Something like that. I think so. Fuck. What? I thought it was like Broadway and... um, no, where does Moby live? Do, well, we, do you know I mean, off the top of your head? Well, because he's two, he's two apartments yes. down. I mean, he lives in my heart. He's two, <laughs> he's two <laughs> apartments down from me. Uh, so, yeah, just look for Moby's house. W- w- walk through. Uh, it's, it's right across from Chinatown, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, just yell Moby, Moby, Moby. When he sticks his head out the window, look then two buildings yes. up, or look then, two floors up. That's where we're at. I'll be You're looking the out the window yeah. eating ramen. So, yes. All right. Um, talked about battery and, the, they, and then that. Reminded me of the couple great seven seconds covers the battery did, but neither of those covers, I think there were two, are in the battery releases on Spotify. Similarly, the seven seconds albums are also not on Spotify. What kind of conspiracy is this? Answer that question. What kind of conspiracy is it? 
Oh, it it goes deep. It's QAnon. It's deep state. It's I think uh, it's the I think it's the Masons. <laughs> it's the Masons. Uh, no, honestly, it's when you put out records across ten different labels, uh, things can get hinky because a lot of times people disappear. Same hinky. Um, you know, actually, Tom, you can't speak to this directly because I think you were no longer an indecision when that record came out. But there's a record. Isn't there a lost indecision record? Like, is it on? Is I don't it, know. I've it, never looked. I never Wait, thought what are you talking about. Um, the, the, what it doesn't exist, right? The the, the, re- the my job is done. The indecision record that doesn't exist. There were four records. It was yes. unorthodox, most precious blood to live and die in New York City. Or, I think that's what it's called. And, Shark teeth and or something. Released it. Released no, that car. that's that's most precious blood. Okay. Uh, yes. The the, <laughs> the the most precious blood has a song that is mistitled on Spotify and it makes me laugh every time. Uh-huh. Every time, meaning twice I've ever listened to it. Yeah. And it's called the Great Red Shit instead of the Great Red Shift. That's fantastic. And no one's ever fixed it. And literally, it's the great red shit. Yo, that's scary, though. Great red shit. Oh, my God. Bad sign. You ever eat Dude. too many beets? Oh, no. you think, oh, you're, yeah, you think really? you're, like, you have I all the fucking, too. yeah. You th- you're convinced you, your I think colon cancer, I'm done. Beets. Right, you have like, can- like from your throat all the way down. <laughs> yes, like, everything yes. is cancerous. Oh yes. Yeah, it's terrible. So, uh, <laughs> you ever eat too many beets? <laughs> I mean, that's I what, love beets. I don't oh. think I could ever eat not beets, eat Beets, bears, do you Do you like borscht? Yeah, the cold soup. Yeah, yeah. You can do it warm too, but it's just that beet. St- it's yeah, great. It's great. It's so good. I had a beet soup base mm-hmm. on something. Oh, oh, it's a vegetable soup with a beet soup base. Do you Holy see me? Do you see me like get up in my seat? I got excited. Yo, I, I yo. I think Amanda you. got mad at me, but I was freaking out. Her. I think her mom made it. Oh, no, we got it from some market up in uh, in um, Connecticut, and it was a beet soup, but a veg a veggie soup, but a beet soup base. Unfucking real, so good. To our listeners that don't fuck with vegetables, pff, fucking losers, up. you losers. You're fucking up. Drink water, eat vegetables. True. Uh, speaking of bands which have been lost in time, a few popped in my head. Um, I'll read it. I'll read what he says, and then you guys can respond. Please speak. Seven one four, which only had one full length, I think, but I enjoyed a lot. And then they disappeared, and I've never heard their name mentioned again since about nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's accurate. Dan O'Mahony band. Any feelings, Tom? I actually like that record. Um, they did that Rev tour mm-hmm. with uh, in, my in my eyes, eyes. And better than a thousand. It's a good gig. Uh, a, a a tour that we could do an entire podcast with the stories because you have the dudes from In My Eyes who were some of which were young kind of jokesters, mm. um, <laughs> jokesters. Ray Capo and the guys okay. from Better Than a Thousand and Dan O and some older dudes from Orange County. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure at one point one of the dudes from uh, from in my eyes was like Ray spar with me I know you do some jujitsu stuff whatever whatever and he's like nah nah I don't I don't like to spar I don't do that stuff and the guy's like come on and he was like egging him on and like and so then Ray just like handed his ass to him <laughs> oh like, sure beat his ass um, I'd like to do um, speak did the I think it's called the scum also rises and then they did a seven inch after that I think the seven inches actually holds up I haven't listened to either in a really long time they didn't do anything after that hmm no innocent victim, which provided you could divorce yourself from some of their terrible beliefs, seemed to be fairly fairly popular in the time. And I can't remember the last time I've heard a peep about no innocent victim. Yeah, nobody talks about this band, uh, but they did have a following in part because they were they were a heavy Christian band, uh, and there was definitely Sister a market. Christian, <laughs> there was definitely a market. For heavy Christian bands, uh, I, if I recall, I mean, do we know people don't talk about them, or we just don't hang out with a lot of Jesus people? I mean, I, is Jesus hardcore still a thing? Really, I don't know. 
We need to find the God to Grind podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, there is an interesting podcast. Fuck. There's an interesting podcast that who, who really interviews mostly Christian uh, dudes, okay. even though he's not Christian. I, is I'll it try called to get the, name the of that. Bible, the podcast? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, Can we do a podcast called The Bible, the podcast, Mr. Religious Studies? Sure. All right. We'll do uh, it. You can break it down to me and Tom. Uh, so, No Innocent Victim. Let's see. Am I fucking up? Where were they from? Oh, California. San Diego. That's yeah. interesting. I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they had fans, but it's stuff like this that uh, toured with Agnostic Front. Um, Am I wrong to lump them with Brothers Keeper for some reason? Probably, uh, right? Okay. Interesting. Or is it literally that they just have similar looking logos? Interesting you would say that. Dave Quiggle, uh, who is oh, one of yeah. the Quiggle brothers who played in Disciple... Yeah, uh, the artwork, right? And Shockwave, which definitely Shockwave yep. almost certainly had crossover with Brothers Keeper. Yep. Uh, and well, from then, Erie and Buffalo. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, uh, yes. So uh, this, the Quiggle Brothers are actually fascinating characters. I know you guys roll your eyes when Christian sh- shit comes up, but it's it's Sister it's Christian. interesting shit. And the Quiggles are interesting dudes. Um, Christianity is interesting. Please do tell. Christianity is interesting. Cool story. Sure. But, cool story, bro. Yeah. But uh, the but that Quiggle dude was fa- like a lot of right. weird like early aughts yeah. artwork, all yes. of it. It's like to die for and them that guy. Oh, nobody would understand to die for. Wow, uh, wow, still around. Wow, wow, still around. No instant victim. Anything you ever hear them? Even um, I've heard them. I saw them once at uh, uh, Furnace, Furnace Fest, Fest yeah. and we were supposed to play Gilman with them, mm. and the guy. Um, that was booking they there at the time. Yeah. Um, we're afraid there was going to be beef, so we weren't allowed to play. Mm. Mm. Um, Not that we would have done anything. I don't think they would have done anything been. either. I just want to point this out. Uh, Dave Quiggle has put out many more records than I have. Uh, yeah. This guy has played on got to be 25, 30, 30 records. It, it, his production shit is nuts. He's got a list of 120 production. What things. are some of the records he's played on? Uh, I don't think anything that would nope. thrill you guys. Um, the Scarab Disciple record I like. If you like heavy hardcore, it's pretty good. Uh, but he's played on... Secret Jesus freak right here. Fucking one, two, three, uh, literally 12 Disciple records. Uh, two Jesus Wept records. What's, uh, is, is Disciple still a band? No. Okay. Uh, five Shockwave records at least, if we're There's not counting Five demos. Shockwave records? Yeah. Um, I thought that was one, and that's why people talk well, about it. Well, you're not counting live in Poland. Where are you at? Live um, in Poland? <laughs> they played Poland? Yes. These bands were not... I'll never call them big. They filled rooms. You know what I mean? Like, so he played in No Innocent Victim, uh, uh, played in something called Mothership that I don't know, actually, from 94. Interesting. Um, anyway. Right. So, yes. Next question. <laughs> the Red Tree. The Killing Tree. The Love killing them. Tree. I have stuff All I can right. say about them. I'm a little surprised there hasn't been more interest in TKT, considering how big and popular Rise Against was slash is. I know they didn't tour much and the t- their time was short, though they did have a couple EPs in fooling. Still, would, still, they were pretty great and I would have thought the Rise Against Connection would have kept them a tiny bit more relevant uh, than they are now. Hell, I still occasionally see reference to Arma Anglis and they were kind of shit. Who? 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 I mean, there's some I don't know who the, Tell me I've never heard of The Killing Tree. So The Killing Tree is Tim, the singer from Rise Against, like, metalcore band. Okay. Um, I forget who else is in it. It is incredibly well done hardcore like mm. metalcore mm-hmm. like not too met like it's um we played with them like once or twice at uh fireside 
before mm-hmm. like right like i knew the dude as the guy from the killing tree yeah mm-hmm. and like when i'd see somebody like oh check it out there's like a fucking rise against fucking bumper sticker not you know like that's yeah, cool yeah. 10 bands getting out there and then now they're like the biggest band in the fucking yes. world whatever but um it's super good it was on one day savior yes which was chris from um uh sky k fallings label so it didn't it kind of when everything went digital that didn't go Oh. Which is, ties back into our. Yes. Oh, where do these records go? Yes. Um, they had an LP called. I think it was called like the Romance of Helen Trent. Uh, let's see, the Romance of Helen Trent. You are correct. Two thousand two. Um, Very fucking of the era artwork. Go yes. on. It was actually a radio soap opera that I'm. I was like, what does that mean? It's a radio soap opera which aired on CBS from. <laughs> 1933 to June 24th, 1964. Well, 7,222 episodes. What? Once we, uh, once, once, while Patrick's gone, I'm going to work on the, the, our radio drama. <laughs> yeah, sure. Our podcast drama. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, Tim from Rise Against, former Rise Against drummer Todd M- Money, and bassist Jeff Rue of Baxter and Holy Roman Empire. Huh. So yeah, it is. Have you ever heard of this band? Yes. Okay. Uh, sound metalcore? You know what? I thought it was more on the uh, metalcore meets Deftones tip, but oh, may- okay. but I could be wrong. All right, I, I don't recall at all. Side. It, it, it's bands like this, Ink, Ink Cartridge Funeral. There's yeah. there was a whole bunch of stuff going on that were people's side bands that I d- d- do not remember very well at all. Ink Cartridge Funeral is Zach from yes. Bane singing. It's, yes, but his, right. it's his like Faith No More kind of and Deftonesy. Pre- what? What did it become? Silent Drive. Silent, Silent Drive. Drive. That's right. Um. Finally, I recently got a Mosh for Paws X Indecision shirt yep, thank to you. benefit animals caught in the California wildfires. Uh, f- when will I see a For Those I Love, I Will Axe to Grind shirt? <laughs> Terrible pun, but I laughed to myself when I said it out loud. Thanks, Robert. Yo, Robert, thank you. Good joke. We'll do a benefit shirt yeah. for Pat. Oh, for me? Boom. Thank you. For, you um, for the new, uh, the, the new penthouse? And he also asked, please explain the Knocked Loose numbers. They're a fucking popular band. Super popular. We talked about it on, on the last episode. Um, all right. Let's go in here. One, uh, Scott says, hey, guys, thank you for your time and effort. Appreciate it. Nice things. Uh, one question is kind of lighthearted and one kind of heavy. The one-year anniversary of Caleb Schofield's passing was last week. Has there been a musician's passing that really impacted you? Um, let's see. Like a uh, personal, like feel it way. I don't know. Um, it's been a couple things. I mean, it's a weird one saying. But when Tom Petty died, I was like, "Oh, that sucks," because I never, I never saw him, and he's one of the first artists musically that I was into. And it didn't really matter, but that was that was a little weird. Um. But it wasn't like I was, you know, I didn't know the person personally, and that I guess that's kind of a, a cold thing to say. But, but it did. I didn't. I didn't feel any sadness. Uh, when when Kurt Cobain died, it was really weird. I was just kind of getting into music, and I didn't really care about Nirvana. But if it was like such a thing that everyone in my middle school was freaked out everybody was tripped out about it and it was like a weird thing 25 years ago this week i know it's wild um i was yeah uh, 94 94 94 um yeah i was in 
sixth grade, I guess. And uh, yeah, it was it was wild, and people were busted up about it. I'm looking right now. Uh, somebody died this year, and I it caused me to pause, but I don't recall who. This was just a few weeks ago. I feel like I really, really hit like a strong pause where I said, "Oh, uh, I'm sad." But oh, um, oh, Dolores O'Riordan. No, that was not the That's answer. That's for me, though. But the cranberries, okay. I love the cranberries. That was a weird one. I was kind of Same. sad. Any other ones, Tom? Uh, mine just sounds because it sounds like I'm being mad pretentious and dorky, but oh. Elliot Smith oh, no. was That's a big one for one. me. Yeah. Um, I loved his music. I got to see him play like two weeks before he died. Oh, hmm. wow. There was a thing called like um, Field Day, I think it was called. They were doing like a big concert at Giant Stadium. Yes, yes, they were. Yeah. Um, and it flopped hard. Hmm. Um, and then. I guess there was like a rain out or whatever. Like, oh, shit, I can't believe this got rained out. Like, people were very excited. So I got to see him at North Six, which became Musical Williamsburg. Oh, yeah, North Six. And, like, he looked so fucked up. Ugh. And it was, like, super depressing. And, like, people, like, there was, like, some fucking doofus, like, yelling stuff. Like, kind of, like, Ugh. trying to be fun. Like, the funny guy at the fucking yeah, quiet show. Don't shows. do stop. that. Don't uh, stop. And, you know, like, this dude was obviously, like, not feeling great. And he was like, you're beautiful. Like... Ellie Smith's yeah. not beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah. this dude, you could tell him being like, I feel so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he died like two or three weeks later. Ugh. It's still up for debate whether it was suicide. Right. Um, right. There's, there was, uh, there's a theory that his girlfriend killed him. Yep. Because he has hesitation wounds. Or no, uh, he didn't have hesitation wounds. Right. And because. Maybe he was just a go-getter. But he also had, um, he had cuts on his hands. Like defense wounds. Yeah, mm. and there's also look. I, uh, this is where we do the uh, for legalese uh, yeah. that we uh, allegedly uh, allegedly yeah. all speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, people that apparently have dated her because Sense. because she's dated a number of, of profile musicians. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, people that have dated her have said publicly what they can't say, which is they won't say she did it. They'll I just say she won't. <laughs> they'll, yes, they'll just say that she is the type of person who would. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, to kill yourself by Sammy. stabbing yourself in the heart. Yeah, but to kill somebody else by stabbing them in the heart is pretty extreme. You know, sure, I mean? but it's more feasible. I mean, if you stab yourself in the heart, you probably only got one shot. <laughs> you hit yourself once, right? I mean, I don't. I don't can you I take multiple stabbings to your heart? I never tried. I don't, I don't know. Um, you want to give it a shot? Only get one shot. <laughs> I got a butter knife uh, in there. Um, uh, yeah, that, that was that was a bad one. Uh, Mark Hollis uh, of Talk Talk uh, yes. died a few weeks ago. Is who I was thinking of, and it, I paused not because I really only like half his discography. Mm. The, the the portion that is um, considered genius, I actually it, that's background to me. I okay. don't I don't need too much of it. Uh, but uh, but I admired the fact that he decided to go in that direction when it was so obvious that it was not going to be financially the mm, move. Mm. You know what I mean? And then he retired at a young age yes. from music to just... And his answer was, I just one more time with my family. Now, he was always a, a hesitant sort of star. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know... But uh, to just walk away from... Most people need admiration. And if the only admiration that you need is your son or daughter then you are a very blessed person. You're not, you're mentally well, you know what I mean? And if you had the other experience of like having like, you know, live aid clap around along with you, <laughs> then 
And you can still you're sated by the appreciation of yeah. Family. Th- then it's like amazing. it speaks so much to your character, you yes. know, because some assholes chase it their whole fucking lives. Oh, it's the dragon. All right, that's a good answer. Uh, you should listen to the episode of Overnight Drive where Hans gives a very nice eulogy for the dude. No shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know you're not going to, but you no, can just have Andrew summarize. Right. Um, Two, let's say, this is so apropos, you're a WWE wrestler. What song do you walk to the ring to? Um, I think the so most... wrestler. I think the most... I've said this a million times. I tweet it twice a year. The best intro of all time mm-hmm. is Mike Tyson coming out to the Time for Some Action uh, uh, clip just repeated over and over and over again. So it's... It's the Cypress Hill line that was used in the, the Red Man in the Red Man song, but the Mike Tyson version stops before time, time, for some yes, time, over and over, over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing better in all of life. If you watch, he takes forever to get to the ring in this particular clip that I'm talking about, and it is every second of it. If you are of an age where Mike Tyson was the scariest man, yeah, it is. Fucking awesome! It's, got a yes. it's such a moment. Fucking murder so somebody. Uh, so I would, uh, I, you know, I would come out to that. I debate coming out to that. Uh, fucking for my bands, you know. What I mean, I, th- I think it's awesome. We can work that out, Tom. Um, hmm. Do I go? Um, I'm gonna go. I shall be heard. Oh wow! That's By, a, uh, that's a good one. That's I was gonna go one. Firestorm, but it felt like that was a little too on brand. I'm going uh, right brigade by the bad rants because I think I think that has some character to it. Let's get that like it's a good one, good good come out song. Oh, but by the way, I'm I'm down a uh, Jennifer Chiba hole. That, uh-huh. That's Elliot Smith's uh, girlfriend at the time. Sure, because there is a justice for Elliot Smith. Uh, com dot wordpress dot com. Uh-huh. Uh, which is all about apparently exposing her. Uh, wow. Which is it? Oh, apparently she's also on Weezerpedia. Mm. Mm. She date Rivers Cuomo. I don't know. I'm gonna find out. Wait, oh, ho- she was. She did date Rivers Cuomo. Are you hoping wow. that she recreated her? Masterpiece? No, I don't hope do anybody think, dies. No, but do you think she and Rivers kind of maybe sort of thought about it? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Kind of, kind of, sort of. I had a crab with you know, yeah. <laughs> knife. God, what a what a weird personal history that would take you all over the place like dating a bunch of celebrities but there's people on the internet that are trying to tie you to a murder (laughs) that's really crazy um paul glover what's up paul what's up dudes what are your thoughts on the world of hardcore generally having such a regional bias when it comes to taking bands labels etc seriously it seems that if you're not from pretty much anywhere in the Northeast, Cali, Richmond, Chicago, or the like, that it's much harder to break through and get attention. There's always exceptions, of course, but I've noticed this for years with it being even more pre- prevalent recently. A friend's band a few years back, whose name I won't mention, but you've heard of, was denied by a label simply because they were, quote, geographically fucked, unquote, according to said label. Sucks that a lot of good bands from outside the usual hardcore hotspots have to work that much harder to get the attention they deserve. Just wanted to get your dude's thoughts. Playing, in, Been playing in different bands for years and currently playing a band called Rat Poison. We are from South Carolina, so I've gotten to experience the first hand, this firsthand for years. Sure. We don't suck. Riffs be hard. 
Check out the Bandcamp, ratpoisonhc.bandcamp.com. Spotify, all that shit. Much love. Thanks for everything you do. Shout out, Paul. Good yeah, question. Good name. We'll check it out. Um, um, uh, regional bias, not more so than ever before. It's just, it's always been there. Um, I'd say but less th- so than ever before, really. Yep. Oh, yeah. Think about the number of big bands over the past decade that have come from parts unknown. Uh, but that, but he's not wrong. You know what I no, mean? No, he's not wrong. There's like, a bias. It's hard. It's harder. Why? Let's start real quick. California, largest state in the country, built-in audience, a lot of stuff, been established for a long time. And even all that said, we talk about how there was a hardcore bias against California as recently as the early 2000s. Yep. Ask dudes and bands from there, they were constantly fighting to even get an ounce of respect from anyone anywhere else, especially the East Coast. And multiply that times three uh, if you make your way up to Seattle. Yes. You know I mean? Texas like, Texas hit radar a decade ago. Yep. Um, middle of the country. You, you mentioned Chicago. You know, Chicago's got a little built-in scene there, but we talk about a lot of hardcore bands. What's, what's the most classic Chicago hardcore band we've ever mentioned on this show? There isn't one. Naked Raygun? Maybe, that's, but that's like adjacent, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't talk about um, like... Like when I think about Chicago hardcore, classic bands. Who's the one um, classic? Life Sentence, um, LP, pretty good. But like that's nobody. Nobody talks about Life Sentence. No, but the Killers, like Shellac, yeah. But that's adjacent. You know, the Killers are a more recent example. There's never been a Los Crudos. Okay, there's a classic. Right. So so Crudos Limpress originally from there, but not you know. I have a thing with Chicago. Uh, it's a cool place to play. I like playing there uh it it is uh there's a strong scene makes for good shows but there is also a lot of wrong there uh we don't need to get all into it but there's a lot of people who are proud of weird shit there sure and uh sometimes it's a a detriment to their scene uh but at any rate uh chicago hasn't had a ton escape it in the realm of actual hardcore, you're correct. Sure, 100. And uh, even heavier stuff. Am I missing anything? Because I could be missing something from the heavier side. But there's I don't, things people. Well, harm's way. But, harm's way but, is but, a good example. And, and there's nachos. things. We nachos. Yep. And there's things that people love. Last decade, you know. There's things that people love uh, that they say they love, like mm-hmm. the killer or convicted, yep. right? Yep. Like the, the, there's things that they say, but didn't really didn't really escape. I don't know if anybody says that. Back in the 90s. I'm trying to think of 90s. Bands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all those. Bands, from, I mean, it was Race Trader from Chicago. Okay, Race Trader is a good example. Fall Out Boy. Is that, is that a, are these good examples? Well, they're not. I'm not they're examples of bands okay. that never. Like Race Trader, <laughs> I don't think Race Trader ever had a stranglehold. Like when they were an active band, they were never like a giant band. No. Right? Like, no, no, no. No, but I mean, I think if you're thinking about Chicago hardcore bands, they're. Yes, well, okay. ones, so, like, ones that even have like any kind of actual like oh this is a band that people in other places really like you know it's tough you're you're not wrong regional bias is a real thing but if you look back the traditional places where hardcore was big continue to be that way it's 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 not unlike sports to be honest even at just like sports even in bad years even in down years you think of it as being oh that's a baseball city even yes. though or that's a basketball city uh, tickets are so much uh, what, uh, yes yo you want you year. want this example in the nba since 1979 only a handful of teams have won the championship the chicago bulls chicago wasn't the chicago bulls are seen as a uh, one of the like biggest franchises in basketball 
because of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and winning six championships in a row. The Golden State Warriors were a laughing stock before the last four years. Pretty much my entire life. Yes, and now they're one of the best franchises. Once you get a band or two bands or whatever, all of a sudden you can be a thing. Um, so be that band for your area. That's just what you got to do. And you got to put on. You got to do something unique. You got to do something that actually makes people come out locally, but then also take that show on the road. Fucking big ask. I'm, I mean, big ask. Honestly, you got to work twice as hard, and that's just what it is. Yes. Modern Life is War. Uh, you can feel any way you want about their music. Sure. The thing that they really. They made a bunch of people know where Marshalltown, Iowa is. I've never heard of Marshalltown before. No. Then. And I don't think there's a scene there of bands that I'm aware of, but it doesn't matter. That band worked twice as hard to get out of that fucking town. It's and them, Slipknot, and William Elliott Whitmore. That's it. That's all of Iowa right there. And uh, Casey Muskrat. Uh, so that uh, you just got to work twice as hard and there's no easy answer that, and it's that's not what is. is it right no not right just the way it is no uh you know but but honestly i'm seeing what's ha- what's bubbling in connecticut uh yeah. a lot of metalcore and a lot of like like kind of thug hardcore those scenes are insular those scenes uh don't travel far yet but all it's going to take is a little push Yep. And suddenly, Connecticut is going to be. I think <laughs> Connecticut might one, be twenty twenty. I think honestly, Connecticut might be the. thing I think that there's going to be about. some interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we should talk about regional franchises. Um, Connecticut's going to be interesting. Uh, I think I've big up the Buffalo thing. I think they got a bunch of good kids doing the right thing there. Uh, Louisville obviously has a lot more going on, and and there's another one. Talk about Louisville. They got the fest there. LDB. Yep. They got a grip of young bands doing a bunch of stuff, and they're just kind of making it. And they have one flagship band, you know, Knock Loose. And whether you like them musically or not, they put on for their place, and they draw people. So all of a sudden, you got the right formula to get people into hardcore in the place you are. All right. Uh, great questions, though. Uh, we got an email from Alistair. Great Alistair? question. Alistair. Good name. Let's see. Hi. You've touched on Biohazard a few times. Tom seems most into it. Yeah, that's but true. you've never delved you're, into you're, the records in any depth. The first few records were formative for me and still get played regularly. Interesting. I even like some of the mid-period records a lot, and the 2011 album has some bangers too. Wow. Seems they spin from being considered canon to a joke depending on the year. Yes. I'd get psyched for an OG lineup return, and Billy is still out there working it. What are the axe to grind opinions on Biohazard from old to new, and would you do a deep dive? Keep it up. Alistair. I, I would 100% do a deep dive. 100% my, would do a deep dive. And my 100%. opinion is uh, that's more fun than it is good. Correct. I think there would be some slog and throw. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, worth doing because they get name checked a lot. And I do think they've had an influence on hardcore. For sure. Especially over the past 15 years. And I think when you listen to it, I don't. I don't hear it all the time. I almost feel like I hear more what people think they sound like or maybe a couple tracks as opposed to what they actually sound like. How does that feel? I think that makes sense. I think if you listen to Bitter End. Yeah. That's more more Biohazard than it is Madball. Huh. Okay. He- that's it. Um- I don't know. I had a I had a bitter end moment the other day because of Mosh Madness, where I was reflecting on why I think Bitter End is so much better than their contemporaries. Yes, and I think it's in part because of sort of what we're sort of what he's talking about, which is you 
kind of can't name what it exactly is while you can easily put it in a genre. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's really an interesting... Like how we talked about No Warning. It's an inter- yeah, that's yeah, true. That's an interesting reality. Like, I think about the Biohazard stuff, and I do think some of their classic records, when I listen to them, I'm like, this record is so much... The production on it is so much smaller than I think it should be. Oh, sure. Because the way it's regarded, and why the bands who name check them like sound like they have bigger records because just because of modern production, you know. Uh, I have found songs on multiple body count records that I like, so I know that I could get through the deep dive uh, on Biohazard. Okay, we, that's it on could the be list. Done. We're gonna put could it on the done. list. We got it coming up. All right, it's a lot of bad though. Oh yeah, first three pretty solid. Yeah, first two especially. Um, but it, it it gets real bad. How many records are there? Is that really a lot? Right? Yeah. Really? I thought it. I thought there. I'll be honest. I thought there was four. So. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I'm trying to find. I they had the state of the world address. Yep. Yes. To, uh, I know the album art. So what is well. it? It's it's um. It's self-titled. Yes, then. Urban, Urban Discipline, Discipline. Yeah. State, State of the World, World Address. Address. Three. And then, um, but I was saying the State of the World Address record release show. Uh-huh. I mean, this is, just to give you an idea, like, it was at Roseland. Right. Yep. Um, and it was, like, literally all New York. It was Madball, yep. Crown of Thorns, Bulldoze, Marauder, I Hate God, Sheer mm-hmm. Terror, mm-hmm. Clutch. Wait, what? Was this many bands necessary? It was. It was like fifteen <laughs> bands, and and yeah, it's a party, man. But everyone got like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I like That's that. It was super quick, but it was all. I mean, it was you know. Um, let me see how many records they have out. Give me one moment. Okay. Discography. I'm- we got nineteen ninety Biohazard, which was on Maze Records, which doesn't exist anymore. Nineteen ninety two Urban Discipline. Nineteen ninety four State of the World Address. Nineteen ninety six Mataleo. Mm. 1999 New World Disorder mm. 2001 Uncivilization God. Mm. 2003 Kill or Be Killed mm. 2005 Means to an End Wow every two years 2012 Reborn in Defiance That's the first one without That's the ninth studio album Yeah okay yes. so Two I- live records um, Tales from the B-Side compilation Two demos two One of which records? was sketchy Do we need a live record? Well do you need two? Um <laughs> You got me if I do. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they did one without Evan. Oh, no, it's the final album to feature vo- founding member and vocalist bassist Evan Seinfeld. Pat's favorite porn star. Yes. Mm. Um, is he still working? I, um, I don't think so. So I think he broke up with... Uh, oh, Tara? Oh, yeah, I believe. Wow. R.I.P. to that. Um, okay, so I did it by Albemar. I can recognize the Albemar up through Mataleo. Okay. Right? That, and then I do not recognize yes. this other... <laughs> So uh, that's a lot of listening. Okay, uh, who's this? Alistair? Is this the same kid? The different, different kid. Same dude. Uh, Alistair cursed us because this sounds like a lot of heavy lifting. Yo, Bio has the 1988 demo tape is 39 minutes and 40 seconds long. Holy fucking Jesus God. Christ. So can I give you some that's of a the... a lot of yard yes, work. Please. Uh, are you familiar with the first Biohazard demo? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the controversy around said demo? Right. Yeah. On, that's honestly the only reason I'm familiar with it. Correct. Um, number one, intro skinny song which ended up becoming it's on the other records okay um number two which somehow got left off the their canon yeah a little song called master race <laughs> did that get left off of future song? yeah uh number three victim or victory of death victory of death okay four howard beach mm-hmm. um which ended up on one of the records yes, but they changed. yes um 
Money for the unemployed, number five. Definitely uh, getting this Pete Steele bag right here. Right. So uh, for listeners younger than a certain age, weirdly, uh, well, the welfare system was... People were real mad about that. For Big s- mad. <laughs> for dudes that didn't pay taxes. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> be like, Yo, if I pay taxes, I'd be real mad right now. Yes. Um, it was such a big deal for just like four bags. And Pete Steele wrote him for everyone, I think. Yeah. Uh, money for the unemployed. Number six, Lion Coke Bitch. Okay. Mm. Number seven, America. Also, Lion Coke on. Bitch feels too on the nose. If to be faked. <laughs> Lion Eight. Uh, number eight, Panic Attack. Number nine, Survival of the Fittest. Number ten, Howard Beach Reprise. Oh, thank you. Oh, and okay. eleven, Outro Skinny Song. Outro Skinny Song. Yeah. Um, so there was some sketchy shit going on in there, man. Um, and then something happened, and they forgot about it. <laughs> and good for them, I guess. I don't know. People change. Maybe they you don't. Know what? Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you change your thought. Your ideas evolve. Other times, a record label tells you that songs like Master Race are not going to go over well. Not going to float. So, <laughs> so, Maze so. Records, who all I know, they put out Biohazard and the first year Terror record, or one of the early year Terror <laughs> records. Uh, yeah. Biohazard Jeep Top coming soon. It's going to be five hours long. What is what is being said on the ca- edge before come repronouncer weighing ninety. So we're watching the, clo- the closed caption. Uh, just went insane. Of uh, WrestleMania, there's Ricochet. The next guy that comes out, hardcore dude, incendiary does the, the song for him. Oh, nice. Uh, Andrew Clark asks us. Been a huge fan of the Mosh Madness and Patreon episodes. Keep it up. Thank, Thank you. you. Just caught up. Do not listen to anyone saying less sports. It's almost baseball season, so please devote episode time to highlights. Mm. Mm, all right. On the discussion of it's possible for a band to be too heavy, yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm so tired. He's pushing the limits. He Testing is, the limits of infinite. He's on he his is. Jay Pepito. My fucking headache, man. I know. I'm we haven't eaten in 12 hours. Oh, you 12. did. Motherfucker, you had, you had the grocery food, yeah. store worth of food. Yeah, no, I'm killing I had a bagel today. He did share me some. Uh, on the discussion of it's possible for a shit. band to be too heavy, I'm surprised Baltimore Legends Stout weren't brought up. Surely, the, surely they are the most ignorant band of the last decade. They certainly are on the line of too heavy, but his guest spot on TY's Believe is one of the greatest cameos ever. That's true. Um, let's answer this. Stout. Thoughts, feelings? You know, I only know the TUI cameo. Purely regional. It's a bit like... Um, it's, yeah, it's very, very Baltimore. I'm trying to think. There's a there, a lot of towns have their equivalent. There, There is a, a, certainly a Pittsburgh version that his name escapes. Union me. 731. Unit. Unit 731. Uh, that's not who I was thinking of, but... Uh, what you built, from, built upon frustration. Built upon Jesus. frustration is upon frustration. certainly... Is in that who you're out. thinking of? Yes, yes, that is who I was thinking of. Um, Thank you. Good night. But... Uh, Ran into the kid from Unit on the train here in New York the other day. Works on TV. Um, but the, uh, the a lot of cities have the thing that's never going to leave their city necessarily, uh, but is revered because it turned people on in their city. Yeah. And Stout is largely that. Uh, you know, uh, could they could they do like a, if they chose to promote themselves a little bit more? Could they do the festival circuit? Yeah, sure. Um, Make a shirt that says Stout has a picture of Cal Ripken Jr. and like some, uh, what's that, Old Bay seasoning? Yes. And it's, it just says Baltimore's best. The Baltimore's finest? Okay. Baltimore's finest. Uh, yeah, um, that is heavy. I don't think it's too heavy. No, I don't think it's no, too heavy. No. Um, also, a couple weeks back, you compared Death Wish to the Red Sox. Who is their David Ortiz? <laughs> My vote is blacklisted. 
Consistent home runs with each record, but touring shows output is more consistent with the with the David Ortiz with the DH. I'm going to say this is a great question. Who is their <laughs> is Manny? It? Who is their Manny? Who is their Manny? Who's who is a fun, uh, somewhat controversial but yeah. still fun? Yeah, still maybe fun. Cold World. Oh yeah, they could be the, Manny. the most Manny. All right, who's Manny. their Pedroia? Mm. Is Pedroia Pedroia's a little bit more taint I think Touche is Pedroia I think Embrace Today is Pedroia No Pedroia Embrace Today is uh, Tim Wakefield No Pedro, Didn't Pedroia have some Pedroia had some bad moments though right Like he, he could be a dick Cause Touche can't be a dick I don't think he did I thought no? he was a nice guy Am I wrong about that No he's a scumbag Yeah Oh okay then he's, was like a then he's out Kind of like one of those guys yeah. That it's like Cause he's like it Might he, be my Yankee lens here No no I think nice you're right guy. I yeah. feel like he's a guy that like if an African American player did oh, it, everyone oh, would hate him. Oh, but oh. he's he's rugged. He's just a he's a oh, grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah, meanwhile, yeah. he's a, he's a bastard who like breaks legs. Or yo, whatever the fuck, okay. you know? yo, how bad was that narrative around the Red Sox in that one winning year where it was like, like, look how scrappy they all are. Right. I mean, like, like, so I'm gonna suck. put fake blood on my sock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you bullshit oh, artist. Who is their? Who? What's his name? Uh, blood and sock. Oh fuck. Schilling. Uh, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Who's their Kurt Schilling? Well, who's their right wing band? Self defense. I'll take it because nobody wants to be Kurt Schilling. I'll be because he right wing. (laughs) No, he right wing. And so is Patrick. Because I yes, because worst worst possible. I've also tried to worst possible Patrick. I've also tried to finance my own MMORPG fantasy game as Kurt Schilling did. Yeah, did you know he failed so bad, so much money. This one's too much. All right. Um... Hey y'all, this has been on my mind for a while. But do you guys have any opinions on the band Venya? V E N I A? I have I don't even know who Venya. Is. They were a Christian hardcore band from Minneapolis, and I would assume eighty percent of the region's introduction to hardcore. At least people in my age range. They toured like crazy, but always seem to be dismissed in other regions, assumingly because of their affiliation with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well that'll do they it. They released the record in all their standout EP, I've lost all faith in myself on Blood and Ink Records. Yep. Um, that Davy Quiggle again? No, no uh, uh, Tyler is asking us this. I'm no, I thought Blood and Ink oh, was. Right. Nice. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no Quiggle association. While I'm listening to all these Mosh Madness records, I can't help but think the last Venia EP, and I might be saying that wrong, so Venia. Ven- Venereal. Yeah, Venia EP holds up with the majority of them and is by far more interesting musically than a lot of them. That might be Certainly true. Certainly biased know. being from Minnesota, but I'm curious to hear how you guys view on them if they were on the radar. No radar whatsoever. All right. There is um, no radar on which this band exists. Not on mine. Um, I responded, certainly not on my radar, though I most certainly heard of them, and I think I might have been wrong. Seems like they're on the more big club metalcore tip. Please don't take that as a dismissal. We'll check it out. Uh, it's weird because they started more metalcore, but the last EP featured Jason from Strongarm and have a much more raw traditional sound. I think it went under the radar because of the past LPs and reputation as a Christian band. Yeah, uh, so uh, Christian hardcore was popping that's your, in, that's your lane so yeah that, that's all i listen to it yes. was popping until it wasn't y- you know what i mean and, and then, they were around from 06 to 12 oh yeah okay so they were, i mean yeah that's a run for a hardcore band so relatively uh recent. well let's look for vanilla i feel like i've seen their logo no you're thinking of vane because no, I'm, I'm, I, I think i'm thinking of <laughs> vane uh uh vanna Vanna is what I'm thinking of. Okay, so Isn't that the band that faked their last show? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so Vanilla, uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, their, their Spotify listens are not strong, but I'm not holding that against anybody, obviously. We're talking about hardcore music. Uh, but 
I think that, okay, they probably did tour quite a bit. They're from the Midwest and you don't have any options there. You got to get out. You got to tour. And I'm not taking anything away from their hustle. God bless, whatever. But this is not a band that was on anybody's radar that that I'm aware of. Correct? Yeah, not not on mine. Uh, I'll give it a listen, though. I don't give a fuck. Uh, As far as them bringing in the guy from Strong Arm as like, here's some hardcore music, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'll give it a shot, though. I don't give a fuck. All right. From Anonymous. Yeah. Hey, all. First of all, big fan of the podcast. Thank you, Anonymous. I've been living overseas for going on eight years, and I would honestly be totally lost and missing out on so many great bands and releases if you guys weren't doing this thing. So Let's really, seriously, really, really appreciate what you're all doing with this. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Although it still really makes me bummed to never see these bands live. Although we got Turnstile, Judge, and Radioactivity in the past year, and Cult Leader in a few weeks here in Jakarta. So at least some bands are coming through. Yeah. Anyway, on the topic of this email, and apologies for this long, possibly boring explanation. I didn't think it was. No, no, really not. So yes, you can flee student loans by leaving the U.S. and other debt. (sighs) And there's really not much anyone can do. (laughs) I know this because I've done this. Don't at me or use my name. That's why we're not. Okay, all right. When I left the U.S., I... He says, apparently, I'll say allegedly, I allegedly had some credit card debts hanging over my head and definitely allegedly a lot of alleged student loans, allegedly. So far, I haven't paid any of it back. My credit score is actually fine. Part of the perks of being outside the country for so long, stuff falls off your credit report after a certain number of years. Mm. The loans don't go away. You still always owe it, but there's little recourse from the collectors. Articles like this, link... Claim you can, can't do this, arguing that it will be impossible to establish a line of credit and they'll end up unbanked. I don't think that's true at all. This is total bullshit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Any country gives you a bank account with a stay visa and plenty of other, let you open an offshore account, Singapore, Cyprus, the Caribbean, yep. without even living there. That's how money laundering works. Yeah, that's cool. Also, other countries don't necessarily use lines of credit. In most of Asia, you just pay most or all of your rent upfront or a hefty fee to rent an apartment. This is the same for everyone, not just foreigners. I love that kind of. Yep. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
So really, in the short term, it's not a bad idea. I do plan to repay my alleged loans eventually, probably going to start soon. But even then, being overseas puts you in a much better bargaining position. I'm in. On Cambodia? Yeah, okay. I think it's some racist white people shit to say that Cambodia is poor because the Khmer Rouge killed intelligent people. I don't know. You're killing a million people. It might matter. And I'm saying this as a guy who has repeatedly been to the country and has friends who live there long term. You hear this sentiment in a lot of country, in a lot. You hear this sentiment a lot in the country by sort of shitty expats. Pol Pot killed all the smart people, but he also killed all the people with glasses. And I've seen plenty of kids wearing those, so that can't be the reason it's broke. I think what happens was that people left when the purges began. Cambodians with the means to flee, the middle class, and those with ties to French colonial power structures got the hell out of there. Other others, the ones who survived the Khmer Rouge or were born after it. Also left because the period after a genocide isn't the best economically. Nah, Strong argument. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are much wealthier countries due east and due west. Think about it this way. An estimated 1.5 million were killed in the death camps, which is nearly the same number of Cambodians right now working and living in Thailand alone. Mm. There are hundreds of thousands of former refugees elsewhere as well. Cambodia is poor, but its government is built on cronyism and corruption and has kept that nation that way. Hun Sen would rather enrich himself and his family than actually invest in the place he's supposed to be running. If you're interested in learning more and you have time, like on, say, a cross-country train ride, mm. <laughs> I suggest checking out the book Cambodia's Curse. It's a pretty good read after what happened to the country after the Khmer Rouge. Anonymous. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank great, you, Great, great, great email. Um, so I think that solves our, our question. Sure. We can all flee the student debt. We're Let's done. Do it, Tom. And then come back in later on and be like, oh, hey. We'll be dead. Yeah. We what will do, be what dead. do you mean? I mean the world's going to be there ending will be in like no, 20 years. There will be no matter. United States. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Like the world will end before my loans do. That's true, actually. That's right. So banks will outlast the United States. There's no question. No question. Yeah. Bank of America. Uh, fuck. Fuck. It's prelude. So, uh, QAnon. So, uh, Okay. Stop doing uh, that shit because people can believe that shit. <laughs> what? That we're all QAnon, QAnon agents? Fucking 8chan nonsense. I don't even know what QAnon really is. No one does. <laughs> okay. It's probably a bunch of idiots fucking trolling and then all yes. the right wing idiots yes. go see. Almost certainly. I wish we knew any uh, internet edge lords who would be able to help yeah, us. Yeah, really. This. All right. Uh, any feelings on fleeing the student loans? You're still, you're still hesitant. Um, the only reason why I'm hesitant is because I like my family. I know. If it wasn't that, I'd be like, fuck it. All right. Like if if I didn't have like my mom, my my sisters, if it was like, or I could stay here or like move somewhere else, catch me in Dublin tomorrow. I'm getting the fuck out let's, of here. Uh, let's send them some materials and say heavy suggestion. Like why don't we all just? Yeah, but they got kids and families and shit. Kids, live in kids can live in Dublin. True. True. But they're shipping in like up to Dublin. Oh. Yeah. I live in Donegal. That's where my family's from. It's apparently like the Alabama of Ireland. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're like a redneck, and that's what I was told by uh, an Irish man. So, yeah. My, f- the only family that I have over there owns a horse farm, and mm. uh, that's not vegan. So you're related em. to Kitzel. So fuck. Em. Yes, it's me and Kitzel. Are, uh, we're running the horse farm together. Hello, everyone at A2GHQ. Thank you. What's up? Want to ask if you have any thoughts about Glassjaw? I know they're not like traditional hardcore, but they seem to come from a background of that stuff. I personally enjoy their newest album a lot more than their first because it touches on the heavy side a lot more. Uh, hope you all have a good day. Um, he also says, 
donut friend has the best vegan donuts. I want to discuss that more. Do people really? <laughs> I think people like to come to us to talk about glass jaw. They That's do. Odd. We get asked this a lot. Yeah, I, think, right. I think I always defend the demo on the first record. I think that there's merit to the second record. I don't know if I've heard. Oh, I definitely heard the last one. It didn't make an impact on me. Um, okay. I think I think that uh, there was a time that Glassjaw was, if not considered hardcore, then 100% Adjacent. in the conversation. Uh, that time has now passed, and they are firmly seen as kind of a relic of their era. That's not a diss, because uh, honestly, some of their music is better than the like more quote-unquote legitimate contemporaries. I think people who are favorable to them putting them in kind of a post-hardcore world. Post-hardcore, you know I, mean? I think is uh, that could work. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think anyone's denying them that. Okay, you know? uh, then yeah, uh, you know, I uh, that, that's my stance on it. I don't revisit it very often, but on the like on the hierarchy of things that I like don't love, I'm not mad at it ever. Hmm. Put it on. Me? Yes. Me talk now? Yeah, you had beef with Glassjaw. Why did you put my business out oh, there? I didn't have beef with them. Nobody's got beef with me. Everybody loves me, did. fam. No, your people did. Um, if yes. you ride for the band, then it's, you know. That, it was way after I was out of the band. But oh, like, is that I, true? Yeah, they had some kind of issue. And then um, Glassjaw said some, well, the singer said some like nice stuff about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they were supposed to play a festival with us in Florida. Mm. Something happened. They didn't come. Yeah, that'll happen. They canceled like right beforehand. Mm. Rumors got out that they were afraid. What we, what, um, mm. we have some ties to the south. Mm. Some radical atheists the down there. Yeah, that they were afraid that shit was going to pop off, so they didn't show. Was that, some, that was a rumor I had heard. I actually quite like them. I, the Don Fury demo. I don't know if that's like out there, but it's fucking great. Yeah, well, I, we talked about this last. Yeah, we uh, did an episode or two ago. I like um, everything you know about Silence. Mm-hmm. That Worship and Tribute record got yeah. half and half. Yep. That last record did zero. For yeah, me. it just didn't hit me. Um, I think they're fake big. Mm. Well, the, confirmed. That's true. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they were on some tour with the used. Sounds right. That, because um, th- this is funny. So it was supposed to be the used and some 41. Okay. Right. Some 41 drops off, I don't know, either to do fucking festivals or like the production, did, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So they didn't change the rooms. Oh. Oh, oh. wow. Oh. So they're thinking like, this is a replacement. You don't realize how big some 41 is until you replace them with Glassjaw. And like they, the New York show, they played Terminal 5. Mm-hmm. 3200 cap. Yeah. They did half. Honestly, half is wow. better than I would have thought yeah. for the fucking used in 2018. Great. Still low-key big, but those two bands together, I mean, 1,600 people, not not great. No. no. Although, if you're filling 1,600 caps, you're doing all right. You're doing fine. Sure. Uh, but I mean, but could if, you imagine, though, like, they were expecting to sell that show out because of some 41. Yes, yeah. correct. Yes. Like, that band is still a thing. Oh, it's very big. I mean, could you see them on these the festivals? Aren't you playing a festival with them? They're headlining a festival that I'm playing in Europe. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, wherever the fuck that is. Uh, Drug Church is playing the funniest festivals this summer, and Sum 41 is playing at least one of them. That's so fucking crazy. They're big. All right, let's address the more important question here. Tell me. He says, Donut Friend has the best vegan donuts in the country. Okay, versus what? Uh, let's do, um, what's Vo- it? There's Dunwell? Voodoo, there's, there's Voodoo, Dunwell, and Ronald's. And then uh, Ronald's is not good. Uh, 
Voodoo's all right. Yeah, Voodoo's all right. There's a few spots in California. There's a spot in uh, Huntington. What's the spot in Seattle that went fully vegan? I spread my ass cheeks and I shit on it. That's the name of it. Wow. I spread my um, white vegan butt treats. cheeks. Why are you saying these things? Because <laughs> he hates it so much. I hate... Yeah, can I, we it, talk about Bret Hart getting tackled the whole thing? If you try up. to sell me a cake donut yes, and correct. you charge me money... You're lucky I don't burn your motherfucking place down. I like a cake donut. You like a cake uh, donut. You don't love a cake donut. Why, why Nobody you, on earth has loved a cake why donut. Why are you yelling? All right, man, so I get mad about Dunwell this. Dunwell does very good. Dunwell does very good. Dunwell yeah, does very um, well. They're great. Uh, vegan treats. Uh, well, if I've had a vegan treat donut. But specialize in... Specialize in... The brownies, cake, but they, the no, and, but they do a good Boston cream, and hey, we're right. doing it a long time ago. They're the ones you could get at uh, Michael and Zoe's, or then what's the what's it called? Atlas, Atlas, right? They right. they supplied all that. There is a vegan donut place down near you um, that you can make your own. Oh what? yeah, those are all cake. Oh, not make your own, but you go like no, what, like purple purple haze, purple glaze. Yes, purple glaze. Purple glaze. I like yeah. that place. It was in Asbury Park. You yep, can get vegan good. donut. Cake donut. Cake donut. So that's there's another I, one that's in like fuck. I don't know. Papa Ganache. No, another Papa place Ganache like does that. some vegan and gluten free bakery in northern Monmouth County. Let me say something that's important. Mm-hmm. Every right. time that I go to Seattle, some Seattleite tries to sell New you Jack it. fucking neophyte uh-huh. tries to fucking sell me on a cake donut. So I'm clear. I'll eat a cake donut if it's vegan and there's no alternative. Yes. If the alternative is licking a sidewalk, I'm 50-50 on this. A cake donut is butthole. Whole Foods uh, does dabble in non-cake donut, donut, vegan donuts. Had a couple. If you go to the one in um, in Austin, mm-hmm. like HQ. I'm thinking of Mighty they O. some good ones. Mighty O? That's the vegan spot I'm thinking of. Okay. okay. Yeah, is it Mighty O? I don't know. Let me say, let me say. No, it is. Cause o, they, where is it? It's in all throughout Seattle. Oh, that's the Seattle one. No, I've never been there. But, but it's that's awesome. That's the cake one. No, I don't believe so. I think so. the cake one's called something else. But here's the deal. Diary it was pretty donut. awesome. They um they were a vegan donut place. Mm-hmm. Didn't really then promoted it as a vegan donut. The minute they stopped saying they were vegan, Popped went off. through the roof. Yep. And they opened three different locations. Wow. Yeah. Um I think so it's wait. tough. Don't non vegan let me just tell you the story. Amanda stopped being vegan some years ago, mostly just because she wasn't she want health protein whatever she just decided hey i want i want to do something different i would sometimes get donuts at the grocery store mm-hmm. they are fine okay get a yeah amanda, amanda had one i know i had no just like the couple like two three and i'd get uh there was a chocolate covered french color had chocolate frost on the top and i was eating it and she's like all right let me try this I'll, I'll try a bite she had a bite and she went are they are they always this good? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's it's fine. And she's like, this is how good they are all the time when you get them. I'm like, the supermarket yes, donuts? yes. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And she's like, so this is this is this is the quality that you get at the supermarket two minutes from our house versus us like going to New York and making a special stop at Dunwell. Yeah, I was like, yeah. And she's like, and these are like kind of better than Dunwell. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Oh, I don't know. 
They're pretty Dunwell's good. Pretty man. Dope, man. Dunwell's, I, I have both. But a good, I try I, both. But the, a, a good, good one uh, from a, a good Wegmans. Yeah, I, I don't know. Good Wegmans donut. Yo, not man, bad, here's man. the deal. The is last that non-vegan good, donut yeah. I had yes. was probably a Dunkin' Donut. Yeah, that's a sad state. Yeah, which is a depression you, you donut. Up. Depression donut. You've been DD. vegan since, uh, what's the other place? What's the donut place? Uh, Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme has been around. Yes. Likely. Uh, yes. I've never experienced Krispy Kreme. So I've never eaten a Krispy Kreme. So like... There's a lightness to a like a regular donut mm-hmm. that like I've yet to find in the vegan version. Okay, um, it's it can be so light and airy. You can eat a donut and you don't feel like you ate anything except pure oh, Nirvana. Okay, it doesn't hit your stomach at all. Imagine eating something that tastes so good, but then it doesn't nothing. <laughs> Low impact. Okay, it's so amazing. Anyways, um, I will argue for Dunwell being the best vegan donuts really so, you, so you you don't think donut friend is in this conversation no i don't really think really? So. i think it's good i just don't oh. think it's that great i mean i think it's like a pure sugar shot in a way that can be debilitating like if you have yeah yeah that's that's a lot of that's a lot of donut it. places the uh, other part is that's hurting uh donut friend is that as a non-vegan there's so many donut options no. in southern california all mom and pop oh, shops sure, yes that are fucking rocking unbelievable mm. like that's the move you want the best donuts in the country Go to the mom and pop spots down in, oh, in yeah, Southern California because they're great. Is that the, the the would you say that's the the center of the donut hole? Oh, oh. the donutery in Huntington Beach does a bunch of vegan donuts. Tremendous. It's okay. Yeah, I, I wish I liked it more. A lot of cake donuts though. Too. Fuck your fucking cake donut. I like your rage about the cake Makes donuts. Makes so me feel mad, so man. good. Not because we're I, on a food wavelength right now that I've been feeling. Not because soup, I, pro soup, anti cake donut. There we go. Um. Non-core questions, part three. Okay, all right. We're going to send some life into this party. Do you send food back at restaurants? Answer at the same time. No. Three. No. No, no. <laughs> don't, do not. Um, well, just, you would only if it wasn't like, hey, there's cheese on this. Yes. I, I just choose not to eat there again if I yeah. don't, if I think the food is trash. Is there an well, amount? you finish it. I'll finish some real fucking garbage in my life. Same. He I fin- got dude, he finished the, the thing. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the schnitzel it's or whatever a thing whatever the condition is there an amount of money you'd accept to spend 365 days in prison if so how much yes um, I would trade one year of my life in prison for enough money for the next 20 years of my life so do the math on that let me say I want to live at a six figure so I want um, two million dollars okay right uh, yes there is dollars. no amount of money 365 that i would spend a year in maximum or medium no okay. no amount of money okay uh low security yeah let's go low security oh fuck yeah i'm going low security my my assumption was that i'm gonna go in and like a white collar crime yeah like 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 i don't get to go anywhere else but yes. like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable otherwise oh oh <laughs> like, you know oh. I mean? are like, you kidding <laughs> i'll do you know. it are you kidding? I know that's what I I'm can, saying. I, I have somewhere to, to live now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll do that's that. My option, rent I'll, free. I'll do that for a uh, hundred grand. You know, theoretically, if you went to prison in like a low security, like mm-hmm. we need to find those crimes because it's just free housing. Free housing. You can work I, writing comics. I was gonna say, run my business from inside. We'll come visit once a week and do a podcast. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, no amount for max. Uh, no amount for medium. A uh, hundred grand for for low. Yeah. I would do it for probably two million. Yeah, two million. Rikers guys. would be different. Oh. Yeah, no, no. If it was like real serious, stuff, straight I don't up really like federal or state. Yep. That's that's the difference. Like the OGs question. are there and they're not trying to fuck with you. They're yeah, just trying no, to get through this bid. I would do a year for like two million. Yeah. 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 Two mil feels real nice because then the next twenty are free. 
tax you, free. You guys are also a little bit bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prison not. I don't wear prison well. You, you know what I mean? Like it's not for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it would. It's a non-starter. When you draw a dollar sign, do you draw one line or two, two. through the S? Oh well, if it's when you actually small enough, then I have to do one. And two. if I have my druthers, it's two. two. Yeah, two. Go Bob. I go two. Which of the three of you wins in a game of horse? Me. Bob, probably. I would come close. Do you know what horse is? I do. Do you know it's like doing trick shots and stuff? Yeah. That's the reason I'd probably beat Tom because I'd do some weird shit. I'm, I've got a great hook. Okay. Well, I have no hook, so there you go. All right. Um. <laughs> layups don't count. Can now. you do layups? Yes. Can you do a layup with your left hand? Yes. Can you do a reverse layup? Mm. Up and under. <laughs> Can you do a finger roll? I mean, I'm 5'10", so I, this is a struggle. I uh, Maybe? <laughs> you don't, it's, height's not an issue for maybe? me. Bro. I, I would win. Um, I don't know. I, I'm so excited. I think I'm joining a gym that has a basketball court indoor. No I'm shit. so fucking psyched. No. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. So that's where we're going to have the horse. Yeah, that's correct. We're, better we'll learn how to that's... fucking hit that glass, baby. You gotta pull love, it, do, do kids pull play bank. knockout? Knockout's so fun, man. Yeah, I think they do. They just call different things. Okay, knockout's fun. Suicide? Okay, maybe. Yeah. Fun. yeah, I think they changed the name after that. Oh, really? Yeah, they changed that. Well, they call it something else, I think. Oh, so it's not it's not knockout anymore because they made it suicide, and then suicide had to be changed. So yeah. now it's, it's probably just like, hey, me first. <laughs> no, it's a, you go pingle, sit down dingle. now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, oh, no, pingle is dingle. Oh. Did you know the the first Stegosaurus fossil was found in Colorado? I think I did. No, I, I can really confirm know. I did not. Okay. Tom's like, I don't care. I don't know. I didn't know that. That's cool. That's cool. Mind blown. Oh, okay. This one, Tom, I'll ask you first. Thanks. Does Patrick look like a sibling of Tony Hawk's, but one who has some sort of serious illness? Yeah. 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 Totally yeah I would say, like, Have you ever gotten that? That you look a little yes. bit like Tony Hawk? Oh, yeah. Like an ins- you should play that up. Oh, yeah. Patrick Hawk. Yeah. Oh, no. I should do my You're like an like insomniac, it. like like Tommy Hawk, but yes. like with insomnia. It's me. How do we feel about the Porzingis trade? New York Knicks don't want to pay King Zing a max deal. Now have room for two star contracts. Well, no one's going on right now. Star and Knox potential lottery pick this year. Um, the Zing, Chris Apps didn't want to be there. From what I've heard, not the most pleasant fella either. Is that right? Yeah, and had charges, um, Alle- which al- the Mavericks al- know about. Allegation. Allegation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Allegations. I'm sorry. I, Big I, difference. I'd in urge charges. everybody to look into it. The f- the facts are actually insane. Okay. Um, not the most pleasant fella. And in reality, it's going to break down. He's seven three and has had uh, a lot of serious injuries. I'm Already, not, uh, yeah. and all right, potential future All Star Knox. I hate to say this, Knox is a homeless man's Rudy Gay. Enough said. Wow. Potential lottery pick, definitely lottery pick. So good luck. What this question? I'm almost insulted by. Do you know what microfiche is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I do. We're all of age. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Does, well, unfortunately, I know what microfiche is. I know what the Dewey Decimal System is. I know. I, uh, uh, card yes. catalogs. I yes. know how to use them. Yeah, I've, I've used microfiche. Yes. Is the main synthesizer riff from Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole, the biggest waste of a monster riff ever? Possibly. That song would be so hard if a cable Possibly. band covered it. Possibly, yes. Yeah, that's a good question. It would sound like fucking Duhast. Yeah. Duhast me. I think it, you put that... some. One of you weird Nine Inch Nails core bands. Rip that and do something good with it. Uh, they used to cover... My, uh, Is that true? Yeah, I, I think they that. used to open with that song, Pinion. Damn. This is oh. the first day all right, let's of my see. last day. I, you, fuck with, you fuck with Nine Inch Nails at all? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I'm not even... Downward Spiral? Downward Spiral is where I end. 
but yeah, like halfway man. through. Giant. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I've seen them since, and they play songs that I'm like, I don't even know the song. It's good. But it's so awesome because I'm tripping on acid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what drug would you do at a concert if you were doing a drug? Well, what kind of concert? Like a Hapri concert? Fucking ripping a line so I could circle pit <laughs> like a fucking maniac. <laughs> if it's like Nine Inch Nails, probably take some shrooms. Okay, tool. Probably smoke some dubs. Self defense. Pills. Heroin, just to kill myself. <laughs> mm. Um. All right, let's see. Patrick's not not pleased by this edge lord over there. He's no. signing his name right. with an X right now. What are you getting? You're going to read us about Chris Epps Porzingis? No, 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 no. But his story is the story is wild. But uh, the only drug that remotely appeals to me is uh, meth because it just gives you more energy. Coke, Coke too, right? Yeah, Coke, Coke too. But Coke, yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. I hate the way when people yeah. are cocaine and they just keep and talking. You can tell the way it it the grinds and oh. it's sweaty. Oh, yeah, it's so annoying. Like we see you. I know what if you, you just think did, so, but we if you know. did it by yourself at night so you could work through some stuff. I feel like that's yeah, maybe. useful. Well, you just fuck with some Adderall instead. That's true. Give me the Addies. Mm. Devin asks. We're wrapping this up soon. We're, I'm slow talking because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> We're all like slurring. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. we on 12 hours of shit I right now. I feel like you guys are fading and I'm just getting ramping up. I want to oh, cool, yell. You, you want to go? Yeah, I, I ate my bagel with fucking chicken. Uh, yeah, you guys right. are crashing on the car crash. Right. I was curious what you guys thought about the purpose of merch in 2019. Mm, Personally, money, I, think. I look at merch as a way to support bands and to potentially... And, potentially and to potentially shed light on the band to people who are unfamiliar it may sound corny but being purposeful in the merch you wear to what show or especially if you're playing a show i think is pretty important wow the number of times i made friends with people over shirt whether it was a band i liked or a band i hadn't heard of but the, thought the design was rad it seems like more and more i just see the same several band same several bands merch at most shows and not smaller lesser known less big but just as good bands do you think purposely buying merch from smaller bands is done? Do you think I'm a maniac and think way too deep into what shirt to wear? Side note, fuck anyone who tries to quiz you on merch you're wearing if it's an older band. Conf- Stay up, keep grinding. Dev Con- Dog. Confirm that Dev Dog is a maniac. That's Yeah, Dev Dog, you a maniac. That's confirmed. But our kind uh, of maniac, I like We it. love you. Uh, maniac. I'm going to say... That's for sure. Firstly, that made me realize what a different place I'm in mentally because... If I wear a shirt and I'm like, oh no, people are gonna talk to me, you know what I mean? But Dev Dog wants people to talk to him, so that's mm-hmm. a different thing. But but I don't think Dev Dog is from Brooklyn that's or true. New York. I think he's from yeah, that's true. It's, it's, that's true. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's like it's like the old days, like when people were like, oh yeah, shit, you right. like youth today? That's yeah. cool. I like Slayer, but it's close. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's core recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? This is a, a, a Dev Dog is obviously a very focused individual, and I can't relate to that. But I I, I would say that. Uh, uh, sort of on stage, I think that there's an argument to be made, and I never thought about it applying to uh, people in the audience. But um, like when you wear the onesie of a NASCAR driver, you're clearly trying to expose people to, to the sport. Yeah. Yes, that correct. person. So you get like Google me, <laughs> you'll realize I died in a fire wreck. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. That's true. A lot of people uh, think of motorsports as for like rednecks and fucking idiots and shit. But no, it's for it's for independent uh, musicians as well. Precisely, rugged individualists. Mm-hmm. Um, on stage, I think it it really can matter in a way that uh, I am oftentimes shocked to learn. You know what I mean? Like uh, people will say, "I checked that band out because, ba- you know, whatever band guy was wearing that shirt." 
I never thought about that, but that's certainly a thing that happens, and maybe bands... Maybe you should do that now that drug church is a thing. Yeah, maybe to be mindful, you know, whatever. Are you just... Does that mean we need to invest in more Yuppie side shirts? Yes. It's a big investment, though. Why don't you ask them if you can just make them? You know what? If I was living true to my sensibilities, where I don't think that vintage matters on any level and it's Correct. embarrassing yeah. then i probably just would yeah but for some reason i'm a hypocrite and i yeah, want and you, I, you know you want the real thing i baby. have an emotional attachment to this particular item why don't you just start wearing why don't we just write you up aside on that shirt right done now? all right we're in um purpose of merch to make money to help bands make money and no one should be sad about that it's help labels make money it's to give you something cool to wear um but also we're not also a, get... we're not in a merch era nobody should be complaining about anything I, no 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 we, 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 it, we could take you on a magic carpet ride back to merch eras and yeah, your mind would explode if you have any problem with what it is now yeah, yeah and yeah. i think i mean bands aren't making as much off of records anymore yeah that's right so and even when they were good for them uh bands make sure it's to help pay the bills to pay the gas to get to here and there and you know hopefully do well with it and make it so that they can go tour more uh all those things are good same thing with labels labels make shirts so they can make some money and help put out more records and do the damn thing cool story um your decisions on merch cool i actually like and appreciate the energy you're trying to bring which is i want to show love yeah i want to show love i want to support this um big shout out to the dudes from floor punch who lit that band of uh, high school guys, uh, Brute from, from Jersey, right? from New Jersey, from South Amboy, play and uh, South Amboy or Perth Amboy, one of the Amboys, Ambush City. There you go. Shout out, um, play and that's the next level. Is like not just are we gonna share some of our shine with a band, we're gonna have them play, but you know, a big band wearing a new band shirt that always helps a little bit of shine. Um, whether you know it or not, as we discussed with Mosh Madness. There's a there's a level in which people look to the bands they like to inform them on what else they should like. That's True. cool. No debate. I'm not mad about that. Tom, you Rep- thought about it? No, yeah, I, mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I think I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate bands that like put thought into like not to their fucking wardrobe. Like I think that's corny, but like people, it's like I am going to be up there in front of X amount of people. I'd like them to know about this band or this cause or like sure. And I I think you know. Um, merch is big for touring bands, especially because Spotify ain't paying your bills. No, um, and I think that's probably the mo- that's probably the biggest way you can help a band more than buying their album off of them. You can uh, probably make more money off a shirt. Very likely, right? Um, yes, there's there's reasons to buy music too, but yeah. Oh no, the direct, no, no, the direct yeah. action to buy buy stuff off their table and hand their money to the person selling it. You do a good thing. Um, how long is this episode? We got two hours? Uh, we're not at two hours, but we're definitely we're at an close. hour and a half. So, All right, so. let's go. We're, we got a couple questions here. We'll do it. Uh, Adam asks, do you think the current attitudes of more recent hardcore trends are reflexive as an inverse of modern comic books? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little so, confused. Yeah. I.e., whereas hardcore in the 80s as a whole was more f- straightforward in its message and comics became more maybe self-aware is in the best term, open with challenging the ideas and attitudes towards the medium whereas now comic books are far more keen to have fake outrage and non-traversies while being for the most part kind of not challenging or throwing that's true new ideas out and with hardcore now is more about challenging things be it musically or lyrically uh you know I, i i don't find this era particularly challenging lyrically no in hardcore at all no i don't think it's and i don't 
I don't actually think that it's more challenging or less challenging than the 80s or 90s or 2000s. You know, no. I don't think more or less. Hardcore was challenging in the 80s. Um, if we're all actually being honest with ourselves, the most challenging thing about hardcore to people outside hardcore is the sound. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's be real. But, That's real. But, but, and but, once you're in, it's hopefully about exposing you to ideas. But there's also been moments that are... Uh, it's all right. There's also been moments that are, um, you know, hard to swallow messaging that that, yeah. that right now just straight up does not exist in hardcore. And I don't. I I say this. Somebody is going to say, "What about my friend's band from Appleton, Wisconsin, that is talking about uh, Yemen?" Mm -hmm. uh, look, maybe on the micro level, or but I'm a fairly plugged in person in hardcore music, and I can assure you that there is. Literally nothing more challenging than what was going on in the 90s. This is not me painting with rose-colored glasses because I, I don't have any... I don't own stock in the 90s. I don't care if it's... More, right. You know, it doesn't matter to me. You think it was uh, more challenging? What's that? You think it was more challenging? I think it's undeniable it's more challenging. Why? Um, be, I mean, take, take the vegan straight-edge trend, which it fully sure. was a trend, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Fully. Uh, that wasn't clean living that was advocating for the murder of vivisectionists yeah okay and that was on records that sold many many copies yeah so uh with soy base thanks what's that it was printed on 100 recycled point paper with soy based things um and i don't see anything from within a hundred yards of advocating for the murder of vivisectionists well i think and I, I i will say that i think a lot of that was performative oh sure but no and, but we're just know, talking about but lyrics. are yeah are we saying oh lyrically no i don't think so i think i think that there's a level of awareness to lyrics now that are almost um they're self-conscious to not be so extreme because yes. of the reflection of time and amount you know people being like oh yeah that was a thing that happened. Um, and, you know, just as the 80s, similar levels of very extreme things were said, but not not as specific. And I think the 90s did amp that up a little bit, um, especially more in hardcore, per se, like specifically. Um, so I think there's a self-consciousness that's like, I don't want to say something that's too extreme. I think that might be a, a, um, also a condition that we've talked about, whereas like, even labels right now, people are kind of reluctant to label themselves straight edge sure, or vegan or anything like as where they'd like a more flexible label. Yep. You know, um, uh, people are, people are very, very afraid right now. Uh, I think that'll change in the next year and a half, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be advocating for extreme positions. It no. might just mean that they're a little bit looser with their talk, but people are, l lyricists are desperately afraid. And it's reflectant in their work. Uh, I don't see anybody doing anything challenging. And, uh, and, and to compare it to, heart or to comic books, um, I don't think... Do you think comic books in the 80s were challenging things? I yes. think there were some independent so, stuff that was. Do you think mainstream stuff was at all? Yes. So he here's my thoughts on this. It's yeah. interesting that this person should ask uh, because I thought a great deal about this yesterday. Mm, uh, okay. it, it was... This is an old question, too. Uh we look at comics for the highlights. We do this with music too. Sure. Uh, so actually, great example would be um, how challenging were Atari lyrics. 
contemporaries of Earth Crisis, right? <laughs> so like, where were you when this was cool? <laughs> Anywhere but here. So the point is the that talk, there's even the even in the shadow of the most challenging thing, there's hundreds of things doing, hundreds of acts doing things that are less challenging. Correct? Sure, sure, sure. So. Comic books, the same thing. I have very rose colored glasses for uh, essentially early vertigo work. Um, yeah, I think the vertigo stuff is undeniable, undeniable, undeniable work that was being challenging in an art form and medium. I think, I think saying stuff now isn't challenging. For our listeners, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, direct market middle brow comics. Yeah. There is always, yes, yes, always yes. challenging things on yes, the fringes. Yes, on the fringes. But we're saying things that are making stands and, and, and are getting large Th- runs, Things basically. an average person might have access to. Yes, correct. Um, so, so speaking on that, I just don't think you can even point anything else out outside of Vertigo. I think the indie comic scene in the 80s maybe was a little edgier, but it's not. it wasn't more challenging. It was just more risque in a public way that's shifted out a little differently. Um, and I just don't, I don't know if there's anything else that compares that even to the decade before that, you know, I think that might've been a time and space thing where I would like to see it become more challenging in that way, but I, I can't forecast that right now. Uh, continue to talk while I look yeah, sure. up one thing. Please do. Um, what Vamp, I w- as they say in the podcast game. Yeah. What I will say is it's a funny comparison to the two formats. And I, I do wonder a little bit about it because um, I wasn't huge on Vertigo when it was coming out, but I was very aware of it. And even just its existence impacted mainstream comics, comics the, the big two companies and you know others around it shortly thereafter. It just had that kind of an impact. And then as I got older, I went and checked out some of that stuff and was like, wow, this is some pretty impressive stuff. Um, what I'm curious about is, is any of this impacted by the fact that I was of a certain age and at the time that this was impacting and I could see it and now I'm older and maybe I'm just missing on something in comics that's going on that could be similar, but I just haven't felt that feeling. I've seen lots of creators come and go that I feel have been exciting, some bringing new elements or doing new things in the medium. Um, I think, you know, we saw a giant shift in the way comics were written, uh, cutting from the 80s to the early 2000s, and, and the way people use dialogue. That's an interesting, challenging thing, but it's not the same as what we're talking about here. So... Yes, all true. Uh, I'm just for comparison's sake. Here's what I'm talking about: when for everything that shines, there's many things that don't, and it depends on what you're looking at at the exact moment you're talking about it. Uh, Watchmen wrapped in 1987. Yes. Uh, That same year, um, let's GI Joe and Transformers were both huge books. So huge can't can't be explained how big those books were. So we're talking about now. Was there something uh, in the ether? That's the same year that Craven's Last Hunt happened. So that I mean, certainly, uh, like the question came out that year. There, there, you can argue that there was Uncanny X Men was never more popular. I mean, it was right there. There was a, a decent run on Avengers. You can argue that there was something 
percolating and bubbling that couldn't be ignored. But there was also G.I. Joe and Transformers. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? So, so there was also Atari. They're, they're like also that. they're dabbling in, in Saturday morning cartoon comic books. Right. Ewok, the Ewok comics are, are pumping hard right there. There you go. So, uh, yeah. Um, Tom, we're going to bring you back soon. Yeah. I'm done. He's cash. Oh, fuck. All right. For Pat specifically, what's going on with Nobody is in Control? Oh, uh, so, so what is that? Uh, it's my new comic. Oh. Uh, publisher opted for a new printer uh, mm-hmm. to get a deal. Uh, printer ran late. It is uh, so it was pushed back. Uh, I approved everything from that printer. I mean, by the time you hear this, it'll be, it'll it, be it, it, yeah. issue one will be out. Certainly, issue two will be on the way. Do you repeat anything? Uh, how do you mean? Do you do like any like? Uh, do you have titles or yeah. is it like everything new? Oh, everything's new because the the market won't bear. Uh, like you don't have like a repeating. No, this no. is the thing I keep busting him about because I think he's had a couple that have been strong enough that I really wanted to push hard for uh, a second run because that's that's where you're going to gain traction. However, he's clearly he knows it because he's an employed comic book writer, but he's dead right in that there's not. Unless you have a, a character that really hit, fucking an immediate clicks, right? hit, immediate, they're not picking anything. Does that up make right it tougher? For a second. Yes. Oh, yes. Like for you, creatively, to not have yes. something that like a, no. a trope you can like kind of base everything from. I'll be honest, uh, because I came of professional comic book career age during the the five six. If you're incredibly blessed, uh, issue uh, One, minis. Yep. Uh, I think in those terms. Uh, also, comics have been written like that for the last 20 15, years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, it should have been d- 20, but yeah, 15. D- due to the trade, d- like uh, the, the way that Collection. they're collected. Yeah. Um, so I actually have no problem writing like that. However, Bob's correct. Career wise, you see many fewer superstars because superstars are typically made on long runs. A- and because the market slash publishers yes. w- won't bear. Uh, long runs, uh, it is very hard to be a proven star. It's the equivalent in hardcore. Wow, that was a great fall. It was. It's the equivalent in hardcore of a label being like, hey, we want to do a 7-inch for you. Put out 7-inch. Does pretty well. Not crazy, but does pretty well. Doing well. And you're like, hey, we want to do another we want to do another record. And like, nah. But if you want to change your name and do a different sound, <laughs> then we'll put that. We'll out. put that out. Got it. And you're like, I, I, we don't want to do that. We want to do. We want to kind of continue right, that right. energy. And like, yeah, no. But I mean, how about you have Rachel sing now? So they yeah, sign the creator and not the the well, they, creation. They, they, they like what the creator does, and they want to keep testing the water with you. But for that second run, anything else, they need to see something right away, and that's it's so hard in this marketplace. Because you got to get your name out there. You're right. relying essentially. You start to rely only on yourself as a brand. Who it's like, yeah, I like that guy's stuff. He's done three five issue runs that I really like. Right. And, and so but, I'll continue to check it out until you get one that finally just explodes in a way that. Um, but if you got necessitates, if, that. if you had twenty five issues under your belt from oh. the, with the same project, uh, you'd be able to obviously do a lot more, impress a lot more people. Uh, and, and that's what we're seeing at the indie levels now, which I don't understand why publishers aren't looking at that and going, oh, almost all these indies that are getting to, say, not 25 issues, but maybe let's say 30, 40. Mm-hmm. Once you get six collections of material, I feel like everything that's 
semi-legitimate is getting is getting uh, Hollywood offers for sure. But you the problem I mean? is that everything gets a Hollywood offer, so I know. so that now they feel. The upside just isn't there. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the money I, isn't there. I feel like it would be easier. To, like you, what you do is harder than having a character. Oh, I, I agree with you on like, some level. But you have it, some like nucleus that you can build off of. Right. Right. And he's got a few that are career, super solid. Career wise, it's not easy. You I don't repeat characters or anything. No. So uh, no so different uh, worlds basically. Re- real quick to what you were saying. Um, yes, the way it works is I have repeat business with a few publishers because they believe in the quality of my work, but they the actual properties didn't break out enough that they can bank on doing it again. Sure. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, it's the equivalent of like, I have a record label, I sign self-defense and drug church mm-hmm. or whatever. And then they kind of like, well, all right. So, so drug church didn't, you know, wasn't what I was looking for. Get to self-defense. Like and kind of, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, they really, sign you. Well, they, no they, matter what your band is. Well, well I'm but fortunate it's per enough, project. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough that my, my work is of high enough quality that They'll come people back are you. still willing to take chances. Yes. But that'll evaporate too, no matter how good I am. If, right. if they're, not, no they're, in a biz- they're in a business. Right. So yeah. like, really, I have to have a hit soon or it's going to be increasingly difficult for sure. me to get these, these gigs. For Bob specifically, thoughts on the last Marvel multi- multi-book comic arc? Oh, God. Yeah, we'll, mine we'll is either people. Inferno, which came out in like 87, or the first Civil War, um, or maybe he's talking about a, the newer Inferno reboot, which I didn't care for. So I don't think you're talking about that. Mm. Um, let's see. I gave the what was that recent Avengers uh, fucking run? I gave it a chance. I didn't. I didn't much care for no it. No surrender. I, no surrender. But I like the one artist who has a real Stuart Eminem vibe going on. Mm. Um, I thought it was really strong actually uh, I think the last one I thought was actually good was probably Civil War and that was pretty good Um, Old Man Logan was fun that's a fun one uh, you should try Old Man Hawkeye yeah I'm reading that right now yeah. I like it I got it on the the uh, Unlimited for stuff that I think is really good it's been a while I like the um, is it is it Brewbreaker and David Asia on Iron Fest? I really like that run. Yep. Um, but multi-book or events. It, or, or was it Fraction and Brew? Uh, it might have been Fraction. It might have been Fraction. Um, I re- you know what? Actually, it's dense, but I enjoyed Infinity. And I could see why someone wouldn't, but I enjoyed it. I liked a lot of that. I also liked Annihilation. I think what Marvel did with some of their cosmic stuff for the past... First Annihilation is quite good, yeah. First Annihilation is great. The second one, Conquest, loses the plot a bit, but I thought they introduced some interesting characters. I just think Ultron's a dry villain for that kind of thing. Um, And Tom, for Tom specifically... Yes. What comics have you been introduced to or, or and really liked? But let's twist this. Are there any comic books you've read that you've enjoyed? No. Okay. I, I mean, I'll start feeding you shit. I don't, you know what? Like, I like the origin because I like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joey Southside did one that was like oh, yeah. an online only thing that yeah. I dug. Yeah. But like, I legitimately, I bought uh, the Watchmen like a graphic novel. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it was, I, it was like a book. Thick mm-hmm. ass trade. Yeah. Sure. Um, just because I thought the movie was kind of cool and I wanted uh-huh. some like background. Mm-hmm. I never read it. Like, I, I haven't bought comments legitimately. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones I had are probably worth. So much fucking money right oh, now. Oh, it'd be interesting. Do you know what era you were buying them in? Early 90s? Late 80s? Like 80 to 83. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might have some good stuff. Like yeah. legit, like, oh, here's like the first like G.I. Joe, whatever the fuck. I don't yeah, know. Right. Like 
shit uh, Larry that I was, Stroman? Larry Stroman is G.I. Joe, right? Uh, he did Alien Legion. No, what uh, did he? Who was the writer on um, on G.I. Joe? Who's the big name on Larry G- Hama? Hama. Larry Hama. Yep. That woman is Snoop Dogg's uh, cousin. Not her. No, the, the, the one you were looking at. Oh yeah, she's cool. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's sister. Yeah, she's from Boston. I knew that. What's her name? I know her name. Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. That's Snoop Dogg's cousin. Is yeah, she Sasha Banks. Yeah, and she's uh. What's that? The the things on her rings. Legit boss. Legit boss. Legit boss. I feel her vibe. Um, I, like I like that they that. have like the the car salesman stuff. Yeah. You yeah, know what's yeah, funny is that I think racers. comic books to introduce them to an adult. adult. There's some that I'd be I'd be good with. Watchmen is a great book, but I don't think it's something I would recommend to somebody as a first comic. No, book. typically not. Um, it's a little too heavy on text and a little too. It's like that's m- so much of the time. 80s, like that's there was a lot more text. There's more recent stuff that I would potentially point you out if you were actually interested. Yeah, that are cool. They're like Do oh, they you actual comic books now. Oh yeah, like still with like floppies. the shitty. They call them floppies. Twenty-two pages. It's thirty pages with about eight to ten pages of ads. Right, like color co- color mm-hmm. cover and the rest is like print, like ink, like, like oh, like black and white. Some. Or not, he, even, he not even white. black and white, but like the it's like it's actually newspaper like, print yeah. and not. So, no, they so switched that's over actually from that more, a long time that, ago. That has huh. turned out to be more expensive. Yes, the paper, the, the newspaper the, print, than doing the the uh, kind the of glossy paper, slightly higher end paper Got that it. is truly ass. Yes, if you would recommend me two each, mm-hmm. I'll, 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 think I'll buy it. them on like Amazon. Okay, okay. check them out. Right. Do they sell comics on Amazon? Oh yeah, lots of like actually, I don't have to buy like a fucking eight page eight fucking comic run of something can i get like you just want a 22 you a single issue we'll, but you, you, should know, just, we'll you grab should, you a couple you should just walk into midtown yeah midtown comics is really nice i feel like a dork because i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about no, no. don't worry about it there's, there's actually all, yo you think comic book stores the thing about comic book store that's so good in a weird inviting way those dudes know half the people who come in here don't really like to talk to other humans yeah so and so what it, it is yeah. is a giant wall of comics that can be daunting but you were allowed and almost encouraged you can just stand there and stare at the wall until you decide what you want to grab off the wall. Sure. I want to read the killing joke. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Scandalous in this current era. Mm-hmm. Right, because that, yeah. A little problematic. A little problematic, mm-hmm. depending on your perspective. Not that long ago, though. It's not an old, old comic, right? It's not, it's not a million not, years not old, really though. Weird. Yeah. Um, all, all right. right. L- one more. Okay. I think I know where we're going to go with this one. Hold on. Pop the woman one. on the left is The Rock's cousin. Mm-hmm. Woman on the right, Jimmy Snuka's daughter. I don't like this shit. I hate dynasties. Get this shit fake, fucking fake shit out of here. Fake fucking shit fucking. Who is the most likable person in America? Gotta be Ellen or Peyton Manning, right? Ellen. I mean, Ellen is likable, but... I don't think she's that likable. And And Peyton Manning... By the way, Mike Lawson is a Colts fan, so... Uh, I would do it. Uh, Most likable person in America. Most likable... Haley Williams? Haley might be one of... No, uh, who would I go for? Um, Hurley from Lost. Fuck. I mean, the problem is, no, maybe Um, most people who become like that level, like those kids from Stranger Things, I hated their ass. They were, they got annoying, but like, I felt bad because I'm like, I guess you're just children, but you're annoying me. You know who might be Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah. I like her. Uh, Dark sociopath. But then there's other people that it's like, you think you should like, like Jennifer Lawrence because like, hey, look, I'm just normal. But yeah, you're not that normal. Try, no, I don't like You're, you're stunting. You're trying to be... Yeah. Yeah, lizard lizard underneath that flesh. Um, I don't know. Who's I don't, the, yeah, I don't, it's tough. I don't I don't like a lot of celebrities. Who smiles and laughs a lot? As long as you smile and laugh a Kim lot. Kim Kardashian? Like a lot of people hate her. Yeah, A lot of people hate her. I've gone on record. I have 
so much respect for her. Not for any of that businesswoman shit. I hate all that garbage. No. I don't give a fuck how capitalist you are. I don't respect mm-hmm. any of that nonsense. Uh, no. But because people are calling her a dumb bitch all day online, and she doesn't let it wear her down. Oh, yeah. It seems like they don't care at all. Yeah, uh, she wipes her tears with a million-dollar bill. Yeah, you know, but some people, like, honestly... <laughs> Kylie Jenner? To have thousands Does anyone dislike thousands Kylie Jenner? Thousands oh, of people. I don't think everybody likes her, though. But I'm trying to think most likable. Kylie Jenner seems pretty likable. You think? She doesn't offer you much. She's a billionaire who's 21 and yeah, is very like attractive. She's very attractive. Well, I'm not mad at that part, but I'm saying she doesn't offer. No, she doesn't offer me anything. I'm just asking. I'm saying, man. okay, so Peyton Tracy Manning. Morgan. Or I think Tracy Morgan seems Tracy cool. Morgan, he seems Tracy cool. Morgan seems cool. He's Stephen Colbert seems pretty cool. He seems all right. I'm all right with Colbert. I feel like he's kind of nice. He's inviting. He's he all right. Him. I'm trying to think. He takes a stand, but he's not like some. I could see people not liking, say, That's like John Stewart. Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld seems very casual. He he had his scandal, but it was so long ago that I think people are completely kind of problematic. Over it. Yeah, twenty years ago. What are he we gonna dated do? a high school girl, brother? <laughs> Look, and I'm he not, was like forty. I'm not advocating for his behavior. I'm just saying, like, what am I gonna do? Like rush, run down on Jerry? You know what I mean? You could you could roll up on him All and right, be like, Larry David. Fuck it. I'm trying to think. You no, know, Larry David was was uh, uh, he was a witness. Oh, that's right. He should have known. He should have said something. Like, like JD, Dolan. yeah. yeah J- JD. All right, let's think about it. Right, so we got to think about this. Um, this is a good question. It's a very good question. Most very likely tough. person in America. Very tough. John Cena? He might be. He's got no problem. Uh, I mean, people do love you like the John Rock. Cena? People love The Rock. People do love The Rock. The Rock. I the think Rock, he might be. Dwayne Johnson. Wait, the don't Rock. they call that like the Q rating? Yes. Yeah, J- Dwayne yes. Johnson's Q rating. Look yes. up the Q rating. I'm going to do it I right think, now. I think The Rock is a very good one. What's the female highest Q rating? Oh... Probably somebody that I am not totally not Scarlett in. Johansson. No, she's frowny. People she's like frowny. I love her, but people don't love I her. I do love her. Um, people like people that smile all the time and make eye contact. Yeah, that's what people love. I know that's. Awful. But I feel like to that's be very likable, you can't be that good looking. Oh, the Rock. Think? The Rock has the balance where he's very muscular and like good. Not he's not an ugly dude. No, but he's, he's not like man, I don't. Yeah, I think he's handsome. No, he's handsome. But he's not. He's not handsome in that way. Like he's so. He's like a cartoon character. You Do know you what I mean? Think anybody resents Scarlett Johansson for being as beautiful as she is? Yes, many, many, yeah. many, many. Yes, many. Um, and and the like tear down. Like oh look, see. Oh, like she's, if she's got any cellulite, you know oh, there's some yeah. fucking some haters, monster some asshole out there. I'm trying to think. I think. I think. Rock is the answer. Yeah, that would be my. The guess. rest is the rest of the crew of the Fast and Furious series. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else is well liked. I couldn't tell you. I'm going with the Oprah. Rock. Oprah's well liked. Sure, a Q score suggests she could she could actually win the election. Uh, 2020 right, election. Fucking run! Oh, the most likable person in America, Donald Trump's pretty high. That does, says a lot about fucking America. Is he is he well liked? Is his Q score good? What is that? I mean, I mean, it's it's better than it should be. <laughs> That's true. So no matter what it is, that is true. So we trust in idiots. This stuff is like, like seriously, like have, there's no. Answer? It's like hidden. Like you have to pay. Oh, oh um, really? All right, let's go through some top ones. Let's see. Okay. Um, the Q scores. Adele is up there. She this sucks. is weird. I like her. I'm not buying this. No, with it. Tom Hanks. That's who it Hanks. is. All right. Yeah, Tom Hanks and, like Tom and, Hanks and The Rock. That's the Tom we'll, Hanks, we'll Adele, Johnny Depp, Johnny Samuel. Depp. Samuel L. Jackson. This Samuel L. Jackson's pretty light. This is old data. Sandra Bullock. 
This is, this is from data. 1997. Yeah, no, no, a, seriously, this is Mystic Pizza life. era. What are we talking uh, about here? Well, also, right. PewDiePie is on here. So yeah, this is the old. All right, day so I think our answer is Tom Hanks and The Rock. It's yes. 2017. I'm going okay. PewDiePie number one, followed by Milo number two. Yeah, I'm going Kylie Milo Jenner. You guys Johnny can Depp. tell me I'm going Kylie Jenner. Um, Bill and Ted three. Yeah, it's coming. Into it. Drug Church is trying to get music in it. Oh, that's a good idea. Are you yeah. serious? Really yeah, should. Desperate to do it. Best solo Wu Tang album. Bobby Digital. Oh, no really? way. Wow. That's mine. Wow. I'm going to go the, Liquid oh. Swords, man. Oh, Liquid yeah, Swords it's is Liquid pretty Swords. good. Yeah, you're yes. right. That's the right answer. Fuck. What is the plural of Bigfoot? Uh, not, 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 not. Big feet. Yeah, big feet, I think. I think it's one of those like same. Oh, did you see that pack of Bigfoot over there? Possibly. Yeah, I think so. What's up with. Dude, t- I saw like seven book f- Bigfoot. It's probably that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. probably no plural. Yeah. You don't say, like, I saw seven big feet. Like, that's weird. What happened to the eighth? That's right. See? He's smart with these questions. What's up with toes? They're weird as hell. Like, they don't grab shit. You, I grab shit with toes. I, I definitely have picked up Shouldn't a Shouldn't they have evolved it. into something cool slash useful by now? Yeah, give it Our time. Fucking thong, by now. Give are it thong time. flip-flops stopping us from evolving to web feet? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Let's keep that Keep that out. Don't, don't buy into the toe shoes. I'm a heavy dude. Some may even venture this far as to say I'm fat. Is big boned a real thing? I mean, technically no, but uh, there's people with different frames. Like that's yes, just 100%. real. You know what I mean? Like you but, see I it. Mean, literally, big boned is not a thing. But mm. but if we're talking about when we some say, people have bigger bones than others. Yes. True. Some girls are bigger than others. But, uh, yeah, look, there's different frames. There's no doubt about that. Like, just check out somebody with broad shoulders versus somebody with narrow question? shoulders. It's pretty fucking um, wild. I'm sorry. I zoomed I'm out a heavy a dude. All right, I'm a heavy Some dude. may even venture as far as to say fat. What's Is up, buddy? big boned a real thing? Um, and I, I think it's a it's a euphemism. And I said that people so there's people who have bigger frames than others. Right, it's not like you have water. thicker bones. No, no, no. But, but some people are built like you're yeah. like you can never be small. Yo, you're yeah. just too big. And to I, do. I say this: there's there's men, there's women. We talk about men with broad shoulders. You talk about women with broad hips. It's just it's, right, and there's definitely fat people. They're like you're not meant to be fat. No, no, sure. Like you're like you're yeah you're taking time bomb. My dad's like two twenty right now, and I'm like yo, you need to put on like another like twenty. How dude. big is he? He's six two. Yeah, he's big man. man. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He what was, was his old, walking around weight like when he like back biggest, 240. the biggest he's ever been? I think he hovered around 300, six to 300 pounds. Big dude. And was right, but then I think his. Mo- th- I'd say his fighting weight is probably 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big man. Yeah. Can you tell John Elway and Gary Busey apart only because John Elway's wearing his Super Bowl rings? Right at all times. Well, that's that's a good answer. I know. Also, Gary Busey has had reconstructive surgery and looks John Elway didn't need that incredibly shit. strange now. Right, John Elway wore a helmet when he did his yeah. shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Remember when that dude threw a shoe at George Bush? Yeah, I do. Egg Kid doesn't have shit on that guy. Egg Kid is cool though. Yeah, that's well, Egg true. Kid, Egg, Egg Kid might not have faced his family's uh, uh, incarceration and potentially a firing squad for uh, uh, Egg and yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, and the other dude may did have, he? for all I know. Who knows? We're throwing a wild hop out yeah. this hour. Why do movie soundtrack albums exist? Kenny Loggins can just put his bangers on his own albums. No, you got to get it out there, man. Daredevil soundtrack. Let's do it. Sure, I mean, the single soundtrack, one of the best soundtracks ever. There you go. Bill and Ted 3. Uh, just listen to an interview with Lisa Loeb explaining how that whole thing Dude, happened uh, for, reality, for Reality Bites. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. Uh, reality Bites Great. being oh the... You say... S- singles being the better of those two, but yes. like, but <clears throat> both movie and... Yeah, uh, soundtrack. soundtrack. But yeah. uh, it was interesting. She uh, very fascinating. She lady. had recorded uh, on her own mm-hmm. uh, in like her living room or whatever it was, 
and was just she doesn't say I was banging all of Ethan Hawke's friends, but she kind of says I was banging all of Ethan Hawke's That's friends. That's fantastic. And and then she she just was friends with Ethan and and was like, hey, could you maybe? And he was like, yeah, let's force it. Got let's see what's on the soundtrack. To what? So uh, reality bites or singles? Well, I know. I mean, I can tell you, singles off yeah. top of my fucking head. Although it's cool because singles has some songs. Probably, I would go as far to say, best Pearl Jam song ever, it's State great. of Love and Trust. It's mm. a very good Pearl Jam song. Very, very Great good. Soundgarden song, great Alice in Chains song. That did, never, like, they never yep. appeared anywhere Exclusive. else. Exclusive. So we got, um, for oh, Reality sure. Bites, I owned this as a kid. Um, My Sharona. Okay, yeah. Yep. Good song. Spin the Bottle by Juliana Hatfield. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Huge Juliana Hatfield fan right here. Bed of Roses, The Indians, which I don't know. When You Come Back to Me, World Party. Going, going, gone. The posies, yep. underrated. Yep. Yes. Stay. I missed you, Lisa Loeb, and Nine Stories. Yeah. Yes. All I want is you by U two. Mm. One of the better. I mean, I'm probably. Are you a U two guy, right? Yeah. That's definitely. a great song. Great song. Um, well, uh, secret hit of their '90s era. Yeah. Locked out, crowded house, spinning around over great you, song. Lenny Kravitz. I'm nothing, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah. Really, breath force that shit. Sure. Uh, yeah. Turnip Farm, Dinosaur Junior, mm. Revival, Me Fi Me. Tempted by Squeeze. Mm, Tempted yeah. by the fruit yeah. of... I would go see Squeeze yeah, in 20 Revitalized on, on that soundtrack. Yes. You know, here's a hit that I think might have been only on this... Baby, I Love Your Way by Big Mountain. Oh, fantastic Are you kidding? Song. It's fantastic, yes. Fantastic. The guy's got, dude's got white dreads. Yep. Close oh. the cha- closes Fan- episode with that song. Yeah, it's great. Close it. We don't do Oh, I was going to end it with the Biohazard oh, demo, but okay. But that works we'll too. do... I mean, blend it in. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. layer it in. Oh, yeah. That's it. Okay. That's a good one. I guess let's end on that. Well, no, we got a couple more here. Oh. <laughs> Why do smelling salts smell? What do smelling what? salts smell like? <laughs> what? Salt. Shit, salt. I don't know. 10 tries to kick a 20 yard field goal. How many do you make? I'd say two at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's 40 feet. That's 60 yards? 60 yep. feet? 60 feet. It's a long, that's so a long, long way. Yeah. Now, am I free kicking it or is someone's holding it for me? <sighs> if I could drop kick it like a, like a punter, Pun- I, I could probably do better. that Same. more likely. I could get six out of that. Wow! No, yeah, six a punt, you, six a ten, six ten. I think I could get six a ten. You know yo. you gotta get it in the in the. Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> yo, have you ever punted? Once you punt a ball a few times, yeah. give me a little bit of warm up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you get not not even at the field, just to get the okay. kicks down. Yeah. Once you get your flow down with punting, you can kick it's a like pretty ball. far. Okay. Yeah. yeah like once All you right. get that, form like six down. is a little confident, but like four to six. I'll put money in. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I could do it with like someone holding. Holding, I'm toast. Holding is really I'd, I'd tough. Kick somebody in the hand, it would be terrible. Yeah, yeah. Holding two a ten is 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 much more realistic. Um, let's see. Last couple here. Um, Keep saying that. Do you answer? <laughs> I know. Do you answer calls from numbers you don't recognize? One hundred percent. No. Never. Never in Never. my life. Why do the Oakland A's use an elephant in their logo? Oh, it's got to be something to do with like the, the like, uh, peanuts, I thought. or circus or something. It was Weren't the athletics. Like- it was something to do with that. Um, yes, there's something to do with all of it. Do you fuck with the ancient Chinese art of karaoke? Yes, we talked karaoke. about this. Yeah. What's your go-to song? I don't have a go-to song. I do ACDC. Yeah? yeah. What song? What song? I'll do Thunderstruck if they'll let me, but that's, like, that's, that's vamping a, big, a lot. Yeah, uh, that's a big vamp. <laughs> uh, Back in Black, I've done. Uh, Mike, come up for for Axe Grind Karaoke. We'll set it up. How many people? This is the last last question. How many people got in a kayak for the first time, hoping to get the record breaking Barry Bonds ball? Oh, probably probably four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four is enough. I mean, I mean, there were dozens of people out in the bay in McCovey Cove. Yeah, 
Do you think they rented those though? Like, I feel like it's a good you know if you want to buy yourself one. I mean, it's a good you know it's it's the amount of money it. you're gonna get for it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. From I saw, Steiner Sports, I think I saw his 750. It was 755 was the record to break, right? I couldn't tell. Yes, I think I saw 751 or two at Dodger Stadium. That's kind of sick. That was kind of cool. Yeah. New York Giants manager John DeGraw dismissed the A's with contempt, calling them the White Elephants. Oh, nice. Mac defiantly adopted the White Elephant as a team insignia, and in 1902, the A's won the American League pennant. Oh, that's weird. Okay. The A's win the pennant. The A's win the pennant. Ooh, baby, I love your way. Thank you, everybody. Ooh.